to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Indiana Jones Yay. and the Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. yeah. Thought we were zigging, but we back. Bop it in. Press play. Press pause. When the Lucasfilm logo goes away. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play. We'll watch the movie again. Perfect sync. It'll be the end of the commentary. Except for friends. You're not gonna watch the movie. It doesn't matter. We're not gonna watch the, the movie. Lucasfilm logo. <laughs> is the point. Anyway, myself as always, T. Christy, my friend Brian, massive fan of Indiana Jones, excited to be her fan after. Greetings. I thought it was gonna be Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this. Oh yeah, Boom Shakalaka. The artist formerly known as Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> Michael makes a real strong margarita, Dorkman Scott. Oh boy, howdy. <laughs> and Trey. Not sure where this is going, Stokes. <laughs> Can we just do this? Yeah. Here we go. All right. Um, there was a lot of lead up to this movie, and no one really had high hopes for it. And then the trailer came out, and people were like, oh, the theme, Shadow Play, maybe they're going to do it. And then the movie came out, and then everyone was like, no. But then, apparently, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a 77, Ugh. which doesn't really make sense to me because I thought the world was in agreement. But we'll, we'll talk it out. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll be better this time. Who knows? Uh, I did not like it the first time. I liked it a little bit more the second time. And then I stopped watching it. You liked it enough to buy it at one point. I, no, I, I saw it once in theaters, and then it was at 7-Eleven, and I bought it for $4 with Twizzlers. And I came home and watched it again, and I liked it more that time. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't watched it since. And I, I'm not sure why, but my DVD has had tape on it this entire time. I think it's because I used this as a stand for the webcams in the early days of the live show, <laughs> sure. where I would just tape what the webcam to, to the it? disc. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, I, my, all of my doors closed nicely, so I don't need to stop or anything like that. In any case, this movie is... It... it <sighs> It's, it hurts because it actually has moments where it's like, there it is. That's it. And they're just drowned in a thousand moments where it's not like that. And there's a lot. We've ta- we spent a lot of time on Geeks back in the day uh, on episodes of Geeks actually talking about it. And in fact, we did a commentary like to test the down in front chemistry and structure and the mixer board and the microphones. We actually did a commentary for Crystal Skull on Geeksa. 130 million episodes we, we ago. We called it Indiana Jones and the Last Geeksa. And the Last Geeksa. Semi the Last Geeksa, but technically the first time. And we figured we couldn't quite release that as a down in front, especially since we're much better at doing what we do now. And we can't not yeah, we do... we that three years ago. We can't not do <laughs> the uh, the fourth movie, so happy new year. <laughs> this is... Uh, we totally can not yeah. do the fourth movie, by the way. I'm going to go on record as continuing to say that. This boat is sinking and you're on it. We talked about it a lot on Geeks back at the time, and one of the notable things with it is that you know, David Kep is the credited writer, but it was the result of a million drafts throughout history, so we'll be talking a little about that, too. So, anyway, yeah, this movie is um, number four on the list for me. I don't want to be too uh, controversial there, but that's my <laughs> It's in the top four Indiana yeah, Jones movies. Yeah, top four. Yeah. Brian, yeah. you were huge, huge. Indi- huge what was your expectation going in? Hesitant, optimistic? It was very hesitant. It was very skeptical. Um, coming after the Star Wars prequels, and, you know, once... Once those happen, your entire mindset of, oh, they're doing a thing I love from my childhood? That's awesome. <laughs> that entire mindset goes out the window. Once post, you get to the point the where the Star Lucasfilm logo makes you wince. Yeah. You're, not, you're kind yeah. of worried. Obviously, I was incredibly hopeful. This was, this was the first time since I think the prequels, actually, where I went to go see a movie just to see the trailer for this other movie in the theater. Uh, I went to see Spiderwick Chronicles solely for the purpose of seeing the Indiana Jones trailer. Whoa, I, that was like, a movie. I, th- I forgot yeah, about that movie. that movie. Yeah, no, I think that's the, yeah, no. the last time I'll ever be doing that in my entire life. Um, <laughs> and so I was incredibly hopeful, but it's and uh, it, when that when the trailer came on and the music, and um, it hit that moment. Know. I was like, maybe, maybe, please, God, maybe. But in my heart, I knew it was not going to happen. <laughs> it was not to be. How many times did you uh, end up seeing it once it was out? In the one theater, or two? Um, maybe two. 
I think. Maybe maybe three. Opinion being sad, depressing mess. I I think it was I honestly I think it was the same uh my same feelings as the new Star Trek movie. Or um I think Revenge of the Sith and then where I came out of and going, Yeah, like that was pretty good, guys. I mean that's that was okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah right, everybody <laughs> that was pretty good. Am and I bleeding from my ass right now? <laughs> <laughs> is that just, that was just terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I sit in something or is it my bleeding yeah. from my ass right now? And then going back, you know, and as time passes you just Brian, you, we're gonna you fix can't it. lie to yourself. I I'm actually really excited to to do the down in front fix it chop on this movie because there like you say, there's there's qualities here that just There are moments that Frank moments. Darabont wrote in this movie. Yeah. And a lot that he didn't. And a lot that he didn't. Michael? How are you on Indy 4? I don't actually know how you feel about Indy yeah, 4. Yeah, boy. If, <laughs> if ever I needed proof that we live in a cold and uncaring universe. <laughs> yeah, really. It's here, reassuring to know there is no God. Here I am watching Indy 4 again. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, it's just it's just bad. And we'll talk about it. I mean, we talked yeah. about it, like you said, at length in, with Geeksa. Um, and, and we will probably be able to articulate and and come up with more stuff but my opinion has not changed since those <laughs> days so i haven't and i haven't se- but i haven't seen it since so who knows i've i've had a couple of head injuries since then i guess <laughs> that's true well you, wow. you certainly killed yeah. a lot more brain cells through alcohol yeah, right? exactly so. in the last 130 episodes and you, yeah. you had a, you had a serious illness so maybe you know yeah, your exactly. your whole attitude about just being alive in general maybe you know watch mike love this movie and start speaking with a russian accent oh man Ooh. trey you hadn't seen it when we did the first comic, and uh, that's the one time in my life I have seen it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, how about Crystal Skull? I'm like, well, I haven't seen it, but okay. And and you know, so I, I, I apparently there's a soundtrack. I'm not aware of it because we only heard sub read subtitles, but um, it's a talkie. So you know, I probably missed out on the nuance of uh, of the thing, but um, I've never I've never had the slightest urge to see this movie. Uh, so it was like Crystal Skull. We watched it, and I was like. Yep. Yeah, that's that thing. And now here it is, you know, two two and two years and some later, and it's like, well, all right, I guess now we're gonna watch it again, even though I actively argued against us doing it. Um so Do you recall your yeah. thoughts at the time of its announcement? Do you recall thinking maybe good or thinking Spielberg is losing his mind or I thought what I gave it more of a benefit of the doubt than than maybe Brian did because it's like, well, Spielberg hasn't completely lost his mind. Right. You know, Spielberg yeah. is still Spielberg doing has made good bad stuff. movies, but he's still mostly sane. Yeah, um, but then uh, that was before, and it's it's been underscored lately with uh, you know them talking about various things. As Spielberg says, "Well, I direct the Indiana Jones movies, but they're George's movies. I mean, it's his idea. He's the producer. You know, so when there's a chance, when there's a disagreement, George is going to win." And so it is kind of well. Then now it is Ooh, just like now it is yeah. just like the prequels. You know, it's yeah. like fuck, it's the wrong guy in charge. Um, and yeah, it doesn't it's matter just, that Spielberg hasn't lost his mind. Yeah, he's, he's and you can just envision, you know, you know, he's working for the man. He's yeah. you know, Spielberg. There's one man in the universe that Spielberg has to kowtow to, and unfortunately, that's how this movie happened. Yeah, and, and you can uh, just picture, you know, 200 days in the office where Spielberg went, "No, George, that's fucking stupid," <laughs> yeah. and George Lucas went, "I don't care." Yeah, uh, I, but I think it'll be really fun. Well, you you even it has read, to rhyme. Even reading about the behind the scenes of this of this movie in in you know the the book that I've referenced and all the other ones, it's literally from the beginning. Lucas was like, and and I don't think this. I, wait, I don't wait, have wait, wait, wait. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, mouse from remote. Yeah. Okay. You're at the point where the Lucasfilm logo faded to black. Three, two, one. Unpause. Because if I remember correctly, there's like a five minute clip from American Graffiti. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have. I, I'll. I'll say it up front, and we can talk about it later. I don't actually have a huge objection to the idea that this is aliens. It's a 50s B movie. Okay, aliens. Um, but we'll get there. It's just. It's just purely indicative of the situation 
uh, and of the relationship that George from the beginning was like, it should be a 50s B movie with aliens. And, and the whole time Spielberg's like, no, that's dumb. No, that's dumb. No, that's dumb. After 30 years, he wore him down. He's like, if, fine, let's just do the aliens. <laughs> was okay. that something he's been wanting to do forever? That's yeah. something he wanted to do since they started talking about Indy 4. Wow. They, they've been talking about, and Indy 4 has been in what its version of development hell, which is George Lucas's mind, for, <laughs> for 30 years. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> Good one. Uh, or 20, but still. Yeah. 20, 20 years. Um, it's it's not like, you know, four years ago they went, hey, we should do Indy, Indy yeah. 4, and, and it, you know, popped into existence overnight. They very famously had a million different versions of this. Yeah. Yes. And they've been but, working on it for at least a decade long, poss- quite possibly longer. And it's just, it it's like you said, it's Lucas for 20 years going, we should do this, and that would be fun. And Spielberg going, no, for the love of God, <laughs> no. And then finally saying... Fine. And it and it even says in the book too. Uh, Harrison Ford did a cameo on the Young Indiana Jones uh, Adventures or Chronicles. Really, or I didn't know called. that. There's yeah, an episode he where did. he does a bookend uh, cameo, and George went and talked to him. He's like, "I really think we should do another Indiana Jones movie." And and Harrison's like, "Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do that. It's going to be about aliens." Oh no, then no. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> now, famously, uh, as a as a as a rung on that ladder. Uh, at one point, and I say famously because it's a thing that if you know anything about, if you're at all into uh, writers and, and in the process of getting a movie greenlit and all that, you've heard the story that Frank Darabont did write a draft that Harrison loved and Spielberg loved and that George Lucas nicked. It was called City of the Gods, uh, and it was uh, fundamentally similar to this movie. It had aliens and it had all that stuff. Uh, it was, and we, I recall reading it for the episode, for the, the, we had an episode about that script, about the Phantom Edit and the Darabont when it, draft. When it eventually got leaked, and yeah. so, uh, we did read it. And it was, uh, it was good, not great. Um, it wouldn't have been a movie that everyone loved, but it was better than this, and, and a lot of the problems with this one actually stem from a problem that that script didn't have inherently, which is that, that was a script. That was, a, Darabont right. took the idea right. and wrote a script about that it. That was a single story. And the problem is, George Lucas, or someone, or Spielberg, or Harrison, along the line, they said, all three of us have to check off on it, otherwise we're not going to do it. And, throughout all these scripts, one of the three would say, no, not that one. But, through every script, it's an entire script, there's bound to be an idea or a scene that they loved in that script. And at the result, at the end, when they have all these different ideas for a movie, you end up with this, you have to have that scene in there, though. I love that scene from the third script. That was yeah. great. And the result is, things like, you have those entire scenes. entire you... things that don't make sense scene to scene, where Shia brings his motorcycle with him on the plane, and then you never see it again. And and that a, kind of thing. And there, not only does he bring it with him, but that whole scene is about how much he loves his motorcycle and why he brought right. it with him. And then it's, they, they just abandon the, it. The motorcycle is the focus for five or ten minutes, or whatever it yeah. is, and then it plays absolutely no role whatsoever. David Kep is a professional, and he's put together a lot of great movies, movies that I like, movies that we've deemed great. But on this script. It's hard to tell how much of it was David kept going. This is the story I want to tell with the with the with the implications or with the with the input that I need to tell the story based on what they want to say, and how much of it was just uh, it, copy and paste. It was, it was David the... kept. It was David kept going. They have been fighting about this for twenty years. I am not getting in the middle of this. I'm taking what they like, putting it together, and stitching it together as loosely as possible. Right, which is not the first time that David Kep has has been given that job. That's true, but. Uh... It's it's just the absolute worst way to tell a story is to take all these disparate elements and stitch them together. Here's something that's always been a part of it, and I, I, forgot, I forgot to mention, Nate the Great will be troping, the trope of the Red Scare. It's always been a thing where Indy's going to be older by the time we get this movie made, guys, as we plan this movie in 1991. Uh, so we're going to be in the 40s, 50s era. We're going to get start. We're gonna get the communist thing. We're going to get McCarthyism. We're going to have that kind of stuff to play with, which off the bat, on paper, I'm like, 
Hell yeah, yeah. that could work. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, totally. You can you get a much more creepy. You can even have a, a paranoid conspiracy vibe more so than Nazis, which are just abject evil. It could be an even more adult Indiana Jones movie with the still the godliness and all that. That could be cool. It could be really interesting. And uh, along the way, George has always been very interested in the idea of aliens. And initially, Spielberg was like, "No, I've done aliens a yeah. lot, actually." <laughs> so have you, George? Right. <laughs> exactly. And uh, when you start putting multiple versions of a script into one and multiple ideas that are each like two-thirds of a magic bean on their own. You you end up with this weird fraction of a movie that it doesn't quite add up to anything, but it's too much to be zero, so it's weird. Uh, additionally, there's other things. Wow, that was deep. Thank you. <laughs> additionally, there's other things we talked about. We referred to on Last Week's Aid. We'll get to it later because I want to talk about the, the setup shit first, but also the aesthetic of this movie. Uh, doesn't this quite match. This, this isn't as as different as I recall. As it impressed upon me as being though, watching him watching him back to back. There's a lot of the color palette is very much the same. There's a really the only thing really I'm noticing right now key. is the blown out sky. The really yeah. hard keys still it there. Just, it, so. se- it seems like they start at the same place, but something in the aspect of just the digital intermediate process. That may be it. It's just you know they yeah. just don't it, have the tools. There's definitely some anymore. weird. Grading going on here. Yeah. That's a little annoying. Yeah, the, 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 the Saving Private Ryan filter is over it. They were always yeah. diffuse movies, but whatever. We'll get to that later. Now, this is, I, I will say, it's beautifully directed. That Spielberg oh, yeah. guy, he's got a hell of a future. I mean, the, the shots and the choreography of the shots is He was just trying like hell to make an Indiana Jones movie. Phenomenal, yeah. yeah. Now, Kate uh, Blanchett, this is a weird moment. Hello. And talking about moments where, oh, oh, by the way, yes, hello. Hi. I love her in this role. <laughs> like this is, now, I love Kate Blanchett in yeah. everything she's ever done, and she's amazingly versatile. She, she really is. She's and she's one of those actors incredible. where you, you just say, you're going to be a Russian psychic in this movie. Got she's it. Like, Let's go. Let's go. Done. <laughs> Stop. You had me You had yeah. me at you're gonna. And you I'm, had me at I'm in front of a camera. The anyway. rest is immaterial. But speaking I'm, of things like the, the motorcycle shit and things that are clearly like one draft of this movie, she was the ultimate baddie. So this was her scary uh, Belloc moment in the beginning of Raiders moment for this movie, and she was going to be the one she had to defeat at the end, right. more so than she does now. And they're establishing the stakes of what this villain can and will do, and they establish them thusly with this moment where she reads his mind and like the electronics start blowing up and shit like that, which I might be mistaken. I might not. I think this is accurate, which never comes up again. She never uses her telekinesis to blow up a power grid. It, it doesn't no, affect the right. story in any in any significant way. Now, I a mean, moment she, like she that needs... happens in movies sometimes, but this movie has several of yeah, those. Right. Which Just, is endemic which of is a bigger a, problem. Which is indicative of the several different drafts and versions of this movie that existed that then got stitched together. And so you I mean it's it's fine if you start with a story and then you so you then you do some revisions and different drafts and then so maybe you still have one dangling setup or one dangling payoff, but it's just compounded and compounded by the number of drafts and the, the amount of time that's spent in development and all the different versions this year. So it's just all of these setups and all of these payoffs. Yeah, there's your blowing. Yeah. Uh, she just waves box. her hand yeah. and the control she, panel She has the up. force. Magic basically. bean much? Yeah, mm-hmm. she, which, which is fine. It's oh, like, Area 51. I get it. Okay, she has that power and it never comes yeah, up again. Go right. on. Yeah. I like this idea. Uh, I think this was in Darabont's draft, which is that Area 51 is where the sure. Ark of the Covenant the wins. I love it. Which is yeah, where they're coming I love down it. to. I love, I love okay. going back to this hangar and seeing it. Now, in the initial draft, uh, in fact, even in Darabont's draft, if I recall correctly, there are even more fan service moments. And even this one, you see a picture of Henry Jones Sr. on his desk and shit like that. But in the, there was at one point, they had we, written in that Sean Connery was going to be in it, and he was going to get drunk at a wedding and sing songs and stuff like that. And it was, it was really intense. There was also a moment where Indy was going crazy. Uh, he, was go- he was going like stir-crazy. Uh, in his job at the university and would occasionally just break into the museum and steal shit just for fun. Yeah. 
which was all like eh, hey, he, maybe. Well, he would he would break in to check out his old uh, the stuff he saw. So he would go see the staff of Raw uh, on display. The headpiece. Which would be a little heavy on the fan service part. A little bit, yeah. But for the most part, and it's weird because it is a common accusation to Harrison Ford to say he stopped trying a little bit around Air Force One. And since then, he's just sort of been Harrison Ford. But he does seem to be bringing that sparkle back to this role. Well, he he wanted to He do wanted this yeah. to work. Yeah. He wanted, he loves this character. He loves playing the role. Um, you know, he got, he got, I mean, he, he didn't really let himself get out of shape, but he got back in shape because he wanted to do the stunts. He has fun making these movies. Right. And I think that's and really. They, the, the, the only reason uh, the movie Firewall exists was to prove that he could still do the stunts. Right. Yeah. To be, to be honest, I think. Are you I, serious? That's my understanding. Yeah. I think one wow. of, I think one of the reasons this movie turned, th- this movie is what it is, is honestly because he and Spielberg in particular were like, these movies are really fun. Yeah. We're getting too old to do one. Let's just do one and fuck it. Yeah. Who cares if it's good or not? Let's just do one because there's so much fun to make, and and hopefully, and and we'll see if we can catch lightning in a bottle. Well, under that set of circumstances, a good movie could still result. A good movie can still. The happen, issue yeah. here is the the original pact, which is all three of us have to like it, right? And the cognitive dissonance between the opinions of those yeah. two people. Between now Lu- this that and Lucas is insane. This is a the setup for a wonderful Indiana Jones moment. That sure, they, that never I, happens. That I. I, I have to imagine it was initially the idea and then the script got changed or something like that. But what's happening here is Indy is taking the, the gunpowder and the metal out of their grenades. Exactly. And he's saying, he's we de- need this to find the place. He's disarming yes, them. he disarms yeah. them. He takes all of their shit and the result is right. now they, they he, he runs off and they go and nothing works. Their grenades don't work. They, but well, they're literally taking their shotgun shells from them. That's yeah. not, yeah, that's yeah. not exactly what they're doing here. Yeah, but know. no, they've they've got plenty more where that came from, as it turns out. Yeah, and, and well. of course, as we as we talked about uh, in the geeks of commentary, there's the other thing where if this shit is magnetic, all of the lights should be going. Well, yeah, well, the right thing the it. thing is, once they already fu- once and there's a good the there's box. a good visual beat there. Right. You just say, "Where is it?" and you, and Indiana Jones looks up and the camera does. tilts up <laughs> right. and all the I think it's over there. are hanging it. that'd be awesome at an angle and he's like yeah. uh, I think it's over there yeah. why yeah. didn't he see this <laughs> then actually yeah. the whole ro- like they would they would be all angled in different directions so they'd be like literally you look across yeah. the room and they'd be like a, a central they're I'm all pointing they're at all, one point it's like, almost like the lights are like yeah. there asshole we're shining on it what do you want from us of course that doesn't happen until the box comes out because Which, the magnetic field was being interrupted by all that wood right that happens that's how science works yeah Hey, dude, at least one of these boxes has an alien in it, and another one has an Ark of the Covenant. You have no idea what's in those fucking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa could be in one of those boxes. Yeah, he could be in like five team. of those and, boxes. And he's disrupting the magnetic field. <laughs> I'll have you know. So, well, seriously, is there nothing in any one of those other boxes that's magnetic in any way? I mean... Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Now, there is a... I don't know if this has anything to do with reality, but I, I, I like to think that because Drew Struzan's work and the posters for Indiana Jones were so iconic and are so memorable and such the way you remember it in some cases. Sometimes you'll you'll, you'll yeah, think Raiders of the Lost Ark and think the poster. Uh, and the original aesthetic of the movies did have a lot to do with the style in which he drew, which was this very painterly, hard rim light, uh, diffuse painting, warm paintings. Uh, I wonder if they went mentally al- along the line at some point, make it look like Adrian Struzan insert every single time, where that's like, you know, you'd see this little vignette in the bottom left of the poster kind of thing. For every frame, because it does it does have that look to it. That might be too specific of a thing. That might not have actually put the thought together that way. But it it this this is not an unattractive movie. Well, yeah, we're just and it certainly about has Spielberg moments where it does it does look like the old yeah. movie. 
but it's it it has moments where it doesn't. It's either. a it's a little over, you know, like like we're saying, it's, it's color, it's di, it's it feels overly polished. It's compared more polished, to the other yeah. Movies. That's yeah. I, that's a, the word I think that is appropriate. It's just with the advance of technology and the fact that they've done this three times before, and yeah. they have even more money than they had in Last Crusade, undoubtedly. And it probably part of it is probably certainly. Uh, them influencing Drew Struzan for the first three, and then them now being influenced by Drew Struzan, kind of in this weird circular. Potentially, maybe Potentially. I, I suppose. Yeah, I don't it's know. A bit that of that's a stretch, yeah. But in fact, in Struzan's book, he talks about how the process of painting the poster for this movie is what made him quit the movie business. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. Wow. I so. Should- What's that story? I'll, just because it, it was, it was like, oh, it's, it just became a marketing thing. Like, no, it needs to have ten percent more fnoo, and and can you have a schmear of surfer? And it was like, you know, mm. it was like, it was just a painful, you know, grinding process. Of, yeah, yeah, and he was just like, I don't need to do this anymore. Brian, yeah. as a lifelong Indiana Jones hardcore fan, mm-hmm. are you interested in the story of uh, Henry Jones Jr. age sixty-one? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think. I think inherently have, taking any one of these kinds of heroes and aging them. And bringing them back out of the box 20 years later. Yeah, and just l- having them go through these same kind of adventures, but now that they're older and they're a little wiser, and that death is a little closer to them on the horizon, it's, it's I think, one of the greatest strengths of the original Star Trek movies is it takes you know Kirk, who is this really brash, can defy all of the odds and succeed no matter what, and really makes him face the inevitable. That's the real strength and depth of the best of the original Star Trek movies, and I think that same opportunity exists here if it actually decided to go there. Unfortunately, it doesn't beyond the gimmick that it pulls. Do you think there was an an initial decision made at some point by somebody involved that was the beginning of a spiral, where it's like, we need to tell this kind of a story as opposed to that kind of story, or is it something more refined and and detail-y later in the process? Just the choices they made later. Inherently, this feels... <laughs> on paper, the plot of this movie feels like an Indiana Jones movie with one too many spiritual things in it, but it feels like an Indiana Jonesy movie. Where it feels where does this go close. wrong? I think inherently. I think it goes back to you know a sentiment we've expressed before in the sense that you have to start off with what story do I want to tell? And this this movie is more about let's just go out and kind of have fun, which I don't begrudge them for because it's, it's certainly a lot of fun. But it's it's let's go out and have some fun and and make a buck. And they didn't start with a real solid concept of, okay, this is, this is the character we have, and this is the situation that we're going to put him through, that the circumstances kind of dictate that we need to put him through, which is that he's older and he's a little closer to death now. So, or he thought he was closer. Or, or he, yeah. Damn, he thought he was closer. <laughs> well played. Good, nice. t- yeah, good timing. Thank Perfect thank timing. We've actually listed that moment. We'll come back to it in a second yeah, after Brian finishes. It, about it, it's the answer to, part of the answer to your question, actually. Yeah. Really? Um, well, so it's just this... The, the situation that now exists dictates this, to a certain extent the kind of story that you, you have to you tell. You have to tell a story about an older Dr. Jones. Yes. And thematic, there are certain Ugh. thematic elements. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. There are certain thea- thematic uh, elements I was that just saying, kind, <laughs> kind of restrict you to that. <laughs> that's where the government stores boxes of sawdust, and, yeah. apparently. There's, there's our little shout-out the way, to the that, that's, uh, And Marcellus Wallace's that soul. Is, that is the Ark from, from Raiders. Oh, really? They had it in the archives because the Lucasfilm archives are like a museum. So they didn't rebuild it. They brought down the Ark. Well, it belongs in Raiders. a museum. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the and, Skywalker collection. Yeah, and there was, there's a whole thing. Like, they, they got the people who, you know, like, if the Mona Lisa has to go from one place to another, there's, like, a whole yes. private army that, a, that does that kind of uh, thing. And they got that kind of uh, the art movers oh, to wow. move the Ark from the archives to the set and back again. Can I answer two things real quick? One, uh, an, no, upside, one. an upside <laughs> of the Star Wars Blu-rays is that there's a fly-through of the Lucasfilm archives, and it will blow your fucking mind out. 
It is so cool. And it's set up almost like a museum. It looks yeah. like it has shelves and shit, so you're like, oh, this maybe they took things out of the boxes for this? But no, it's just... That's the shit. That's, yeah. that's all of this. It's like things are on display as if it were a museum you would pay money to go into and, and see, but right. it's not. It's just a barn out back of Lucasfilm. I'll bet you it's a fireproof uh, out, barn. Out back of Skywalker Ranch. The other thing was the uh, art movers. My dad works for FedEx, <laughs> and there are like five branches of FedEx. There's like FedEx Freight, FedEx Express, FedEx Office, that kind of thing, FedEx Air. And there's one uh, called FedEx Custom Critical. And you don't see those very often. I think they're purple, uh, purple logo FedEx. And what they do is they move. Like, it's it's usually small cube trucks that move extremely expensive shit. They're refrigerated, air control, air pressure control, always with a guard or two trucks that move shit like that, right? Hearts and things like that sometimes. Uh, and uh, I actually saw a, uh, I think they only have one or two, if I'm not mistaken, of the 53-foot-long real tractor trailer trucks. And I saw one of those, and I was like, you know, Dad, I saw one of those trucks. I'd never seen a long one before. He's like, you saw a long one? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's probably like a T-Rex fossil or something. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, badass. Anyway, what we're talking about, the, the moment we talked about earlier that might have been a, at least a microcosm of what the actual problem is, was when Indy swings from the light, and he's going to jump on the Wrangler, and then he doesn't jump fast enough, and he swings back into the truck in a, and this is, I think, Dorkman's thing that I'm parroting now. In a traditional Indiana Jones movie, what happens then is he oh, lands in the back of, in, in, in the seat, looks over to the driver and goes, <laughs> and punches him out, or something like that. There's a, there's a, a, a minor and severe difference, if that makes sense. A, a, a small, a important subtle, difference. A subtle but very important it's not, difference. It's, it's when a, he goes, damn, I thought that was closer. Yeah, it's a matter of not trusting the audience to understand why that moment is funny. It's explaining right. the joke, basically. Right. And it's like the, the audience, under, you have to trust the audience to understand what you're doing right. um, in order to play, because otherwise it seems like you're talking down to them. And something that the other movies, at least Last Crusade does very well, is is putting those jokes in in just a nonverbal expression of behavior by by the actor. Right. You just need a that, laugh or a shrug or something. And that, well, that's what Harrison Ford is great at. That's why Indiana Jones is the iconic character that he is, because Harrison Ford is so good at this, those little nonverbal moments of like, ah, oh, oh, I, am, I like, am fallible, and that was goofy, huh? The, the, equivalent, ver- the equivalent moment in uh, Last Crusade might have been, oh, it's the Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah. Because I saw it once yeah. before, yeah. actually. Yeah, in this movie he would have said, <laughs> yes, I recall fighting that once. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Ark of the Covenant is like, yeah, I dug it up myself. Yeah. Been there, done yeah. that. As opposed to, pretty sure. I love this moment. This, is, I, uh, this, is this whole cute, set this is, piece. This here. is clearly yeah. like one of those. Like someone had this idea and they said, "Oh, that's we got to do that. We're yeah. definitely doing that." But this, then this whole sequence is uh, up to <laughs> how it gets out of it. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like we had a great idea for a great sequence, never came up with a good ending for it. Though. Actually, actually, right, uh, riding the fridge out of the nuke, nuking the fridge as the as the <laughs> as saying, the pilots uh, now as now it is. yeah. Um, was one of the first things that Lucas came up with, and rode it, it, like like writing the the nuclear blast. It rode every draft of the script, <laughs> and I remember onto the screen. I remember actually very distinctly the moment where you read the Darabont draft. Yeah, I was still I was still living here, and I was living in that room right there on the first floor. And Teague was home on the second floor. I remember reading it, second and third, second second and third. Yeah, yeah, uh, reading it, and because up until that point, it was like well. That mythical Darabont draft that that that'll be, fix it. That'll that must be the perfect Indiana the S- Jones Santa movie. Claus draft. And there will be nothing wrong with that one. And so I was reading that draft, <clears throat> and the the nuking the fridge was still in there. And I marched right up to Teague's room, and I went, Teague, Teague the <laughs> the fridge is still in the Darabont draft. Well, we'll come back. The to fridge that. is coming from inside the draft. <laughs> nuking the fridge is 
the reason it's so pervasive, and we'll get to it, and I don't want to go into it in detail right now because it's coming up in a second. This is a cool scene, but it's so pervasive because it's a worthwhile term to have anyway. It's also exactly the problem. <laughs> it's perfect. It's it's it has the, it's already set up as an expression that's perfect. It is it's one just, of the. It is probably the biggest problem with. But go ahead. It is the most. It is the essence of the problem with this. Movie. Well, the essence of the problem, especially having it right at the beginning, is we're about to see him. As anyone who's listening to this, I'm sure knows because you've seen the thing. He gets into a lead line fridge because that'll fix it. Um, and then a nuclear bomb goes off, and and he rides inside the fridge, just clear to safety, bouncing and, off the floor, bouncing off the yeah. floor, and just yeah. rolls out. And he's like, "Ooh, I'm a little sore." <laughs> and and real quick, ILM, hi. Yeah. Fucking five. Yeah. Uh, it's ILM and uh, Kerner Optical, their model department that had just the late, job, late lamented Kerner Optical. Yeah. Oh my god! And uh, the, there's the a, actual mushroom cloud is gorgeous. There's there's an I mean, Cinefix wow. did an article and FX Guide also has Dang, an article on dead, this that you can see. Dead, yeah, dead, paste, he, he dead again, yes. yeah, protoplasm, really dead. These chunky plasma, and the whole dead. thing is we were supposed to one of the one of the things that we've talked about in previous Indiana Jones movies and and in reference to this as well is that he is fallible he's he when you see him in a fight you see him in a situation how did he's that thing survive yeah as of this moment Was you're like Indy's, he's Indy's he's a superhero he's yeah. nothing can kill him yeah. nothing can possibly kill him yeah Beauty, it, that's good, good shot. Like guys. this, this is a great shot. This is an iconic. This should have been the fucking poster. Concept. Yeah. But yeah. Lucas didn't want to put the nuke, uh, the nuke reveal in. Didn't the want to give away that great scene. But that yeah. is a great image. Yeah. Good job, guys. It's, it, it is the perfect image. It's it's the old Indiana Jones standing before in front of a brave the new, new world, in, a brave new world, yeah. and going, "Holy shit! I am out of my league. Yeah. I am out of my league." To nuke the here. fridge. Yeah. To nuke the fridge is to. We're always talking about stakes on this show. Personal stakes, story stakes, all those things. What happens is, if you say <coughs> Indiana Jones... Well, no, this is a, what you're about to say is a separate thing. Nuking the Fridge is just I think the it's movie... Breaking the suspension of disbelief, nu- I think. Nuking the Fridge is just the, the uh, movie equivalent of jumping the shark. It's the point where you where you go, okay, this has gotten too silly. Yeah, this, yeah. In a this, movie this was great, but now they fucked it up. But, but what you're saying... What you're well, saying let me, is, let let me say what I was going to say, and you tell me what it is, because I thought that was Nuking the Fridge. For me, I've always used the term Nuking the Fridge to mean... When you say this guy can survive a nuclear blast, I'm no longer worried when he's in a fist fight. Right. Yeah. Which, which, well, but that means that's the point at which Indiana Jones jumped the shark. Yeah. AKA. Nuke. Right. That's sure. why it's nuking. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's all the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, another, like, it's like literally anything that made this, you know, there be any real jeopardy for this guy. Later, yeah, we're know, supposed to be worried anymore. when they almost go over a cliff into the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, gee. Were you the guy who literally survived <laughs> a nuclear, a nuclear blast? blast? Now, see yeah. the way the, the way here's the way that this should have been done, and it could have been you know with uh, you wouldn't get well you know you still have the same the same shot of uh, the silhouette and everything else if you did it right, but just you know the buildings blow you know get get torched and they catch fire and they incinerate and everything and there's the blast, but the fridge. You know, then the blast clears, and there's the fridge. Okay, you know yeah, the house sure. is gone. Right. You know, but the fridge is there, and it's burning on the outside. But it's lead lined, and it was you know presumably cold inside. And then these guys come in to check the damage later, and he pops and out. He and they're, like, out. they're like, uh, we should oh. take you to decontamination. But yeah. you know, lucky you. Sure, that would have worked. That would work. That, that, at that the very would, least, that would, that would have worked it. better. Yes, yeah. I think that's that would stretch it for me a little bit. Uh, yeah, still, so, I mean, I'm like, dude, we're coming back from a mile stretch here. I know. I'm pitching a fix, not a right. Now it makes everything perfect. Right. But I'm pitching. A better, you know, a minor nice. issue dealing with audience expectations. By the way, if you're casting a guy who's a great actor, he's funny, he's likable, he's a great guy, Neil Flynn, who everyone knows as being the constantly deadpan, sarcastic guy from a TV show, and you give him the deadpan guy from the government, 
People will think he's being sarcastic. Yeah, people yeah. think, and and also this is another. He's this, acting exactly like the janitor, only yeah. he's not winking. This Except is there's no punchline. Yeah, but you're still, it's not you're his wait. fault. You right. shouldn't cast him for this. Right, he's doing the same the same behavior, but the, the only difference is that there's no punchline. But because you are expect already that. familiar with that, you're expecting it. Yeah. You're waiting for the punchline. Plus, you're also kind of going. And it, be- <laughs> it becomes distracting. It's yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> we, should be a, there should be a trope for it. It's called uh, David Schwimmer in uh, Band of Brothers. Yeah. It's kind of like, Ross, what are you doing there? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you're Ross. I don't care. You're Ross. You're okay. Ross from Friends. And, and speaking of these two characters, here's one of our great examples of a, an, an abandoned plot line that could have been great. Oh, fuck yeah, the McCarthy the, the, thing. The, the, the investigating him. That yeah. they, crimes. That yeah. the entire time that he's trying to you know pursue this artifact or whatever and the communists are after it uh, or the, the Russians are after it and, and at the same time, the the CIA is convinced he's working with the Russians and he's an enemy of the state. Right. FBI. Fucking awesome. Or FBI, sorry. Yeah. Who oh well he was OSS, which is right. which is the precursor to the CIA, yeah. Jim Broadbent as fake Brody. Yeah. I love him too. Can we just talked about nuking the fridge and we usually we usually let these happen organically, but I want to actually uh put a codify something into into the the diff glossary because okay. we've talked about it before the uh, what i'm going to call with a with a tip of the hat to Patton Oswalt the coffee and bagels moment <laughs> it's the moment when you're watching a movie and you're it, the the absurdity becomes so relentless that you're suddenly sad for the that, crew that you suddenly well you're suddenly <laughs> you're suddenly knocked out of it with the thought that you, like you suddenly find yourself thinking they made this on purpose and like pondering the fact that there there was a you know, it didn't just happen. Someone had to wake up early. Someone had to get up early bagels and, and boil and water for coffee. coffee pour coffee and cut bagels <laughs> at 5 a.m. for months and months for, for that them scene. to deliberately Fuck this commit su- <laughs> these choices to film. <laughs> That's the coffee and bagels moment. Where that, like, and it, it'll be different for everyone, even in a film where everyone had that moment. But it's it's the specific moment where that happened to you. And while watching occasionally, movie. can I can I addend? Sure, brats. The movie, uh-huh. a coffee and bagels movie. Well, some some <laughs> movies will be some movies you go Just into a coffee and bagels movie. Some movies, yeah, you go into going oh. the whole time. You're like, they made this on purpose, yeah, and that's. Right. I hope you didn't like cut yourself with a bagel knife or anything. That yeah. would have sucked. If you got like an infection because of this movie, yeah, yeah, like, yeah there's, like if you, you know, that you'll always have that reminder. Like, there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. There's there's somebody whose marriage ended because. The, they went long on the yeah. Brad's movie, yeah. and the, he was well, never thanks. home. Pat Oswalt Brad's does this big destro- great. Yeah. Brad's destroyed a marriage. I yeah. Anyway, you want to be looking for uh, the deathbed bit by Pat yeah. Oswalt, yes. the coffee and yeah. bagels. There's movies. no, there's, but yeah, because it's like it's not like this. As much as we would like blame, you know, Lucas. It's not like Lucas went went to Spielberg and was like, "Hey, Steve, I think you got something on your shirt." And he looked down and went, "Boop! <laughs> oh, you made Indy Four. Yeah. Damn it, George. Damn. You know, it's like not again. This Jesus, this George. took a while. After Indy Two, I swear you'd never get me with that trick again." <laughs> now here's a scene right here aside from the uh, slight excess of highlight blur diffusion shit where I I feel I feel some Spielberg I feel some indie going on here oh, yeah. and that's yeah. partially because we've seen this scene twice already in this <laughs> franchise but it I feel it and how would you guys have felt just out of curiosity uh, Denham Elliott died we brought this up on Crusade he died of AIDS in the early 90s so AIDS? Brody Brody was dead what? Uh, the real Brody's dead how would you have felt if they just said this is Brody the actor died, but we're just going to pretend he didn't. No, kind I think of that, was, that was a, a poor idea. Because they have a guy who fills the exact same role and the exact same yeah. profession and everything. It's like, well... You well, can't. I think but the, but the would, movie is very much about... 
you know, paying homage to the to the past. That's and, a good point. And, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and you know, and then the whole idea, that's really a setup. What that scene really oh, is Jesus is Christ. that scene is really a setup for uh, for Marion to come back. Yeah. You know. <laughs> AIDS, very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. You go. Clayton Spinney in the chat room wins. <laughs> AIDS. Why did it have to be AIDS? Oh, oh God. <laughs> AIDS. I hate these guys. Good <laughs> and, job, Clayton. And why did it have to be Marlon Brando and the Wild One? The Wild Bunch. Look at this shit. The Wild One. Wild One. Oh, God. What no, happened uh, to Shia? He yeah. was he was like he in was every movie for a, for a while, and then he did Transformers 3, but that's the only thing for a long time. Uh, you want to know? Now he has, an, know island. To now he has an island. That's uh, because he talks shit about Indy 4. Oh, that's right. Uh, he did. You remember that? Yes. Well, why isn't he here now? Because now he's got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Shia, it's a safe place. Come on, man. Tell us a story. Well, he did is the problem. He went out actually and said, this movie sucked, blah, 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 blah. And nobody took that well. Yeah. Well, I, Shocking. And at the same time, it... it the problem is, here's the thing, and this is the joke about Shia. <laughs> the movie business is the fucking mafia. The joke about Shia. <laughs> it's high school with money. Is that he, he, he's an, the joke about Shia is that he's an idiot who walks around and just like says what he's thinking, all that stuff. And that's the joke. The problem is if you address the words he's saying when he's being an idiot and shooting his mouth off, <laughs> yeah. he's like right all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I a, totally that's, that's the problem. No, you know, you're like, he said Indy 4 was shit. That yeah. guy sucks. He no, said Transformers 2 wasn't that great. Yeah. Oh, well, he's oh. got to burn at the stake yeah. for saying something so mildly accurate yeah. as that. <laughs> what he said, what he says isn't stupid. It's the yeah. fact that he's saying it out loud you know, that marks you know him as kind of... shit for that? Right now, especially right now this week, uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden saying, yeah, the economy's still in terrible shape. And, yeah. and really, you know, it, we, we can't blame the previous administration all the time. I mean, at some point, it becomes our responsibility. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, that was nuts the way he spoke something the honest yeah. there it's yeah. a, it's a took emperor. responsibility what a douchebag it's the emperor's with no clothes emperor has no yeah. clothes thing yeah. it's like yeah that's someone has to say it somebody just fucking says the truth come on yeah now, but one, yeah. Out, but of, but but the, one out of seven billion of us can yeah. please just say the, the truth it's, as it's, it is that's fine but it's the way that it's we were so accustomed to it now that now it's like now the sheep don't want to know about the slaughterhouse yeah, anymore right. it's like now it's like if someone says something that's mildly like Accurate, we go, you know, everyone loses their minds. Yeah. It's like, no. That, that's, he, that's can't, he can't be vice president anymore. The original, the original point of the emperor's new clothes is that everyone pretends to go along with uh, it, and it's the one brave soul that, that says, actually says, this is well, bullshit. Well, this no. is bullshit. But, but nowadays, the emperor's new clothes, the kid speaks up, and everyone goes, heretic, and kills him, <laughs> yeah. and goes along happily <laughs> pretending they all yeah, see his clothes. Right. Anyway, in the chat, uh, Nate the Great points out a great trope, uh, malt shop. <laughs> Obligatory okay. 1950s popular history. All the kids hang out there and listen to the jukebox play nothing but hits. True. Car hops are optional. The malt shop may also be referred to as the diner, the soda fountain, the drugstore, or cafe, but the general look is always basically the same. Dr. Jones, and you're my in any density. time travel story involving the <laughs> 50s, including Back to the Future and more, malt shops will be involved. Well, th- but isn't that well, true? Isn't else? that how that well, happened? Well, Trey, what, what did kids in the 50s do? Yeah, what was Christmas like in black and white? Oh, it was awesome, actually. <laughs> it was really cool. It was very, it was very blurry. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you very, scan lines over everything. Yeah, it's very choppy, but uh, other now, than that. I, I like Shia. I like okay. Shia in this movie. Yeah. I don't think anyone has a good role to play in this movie, but I, I think he's doing as I well think, as anyone else. I think Shia's great. If I, he, like, I like Shia, but he... This is the wrong casting for him. It if, yeah. It's not. You think? He, he's, Why? Yeah. He's not Marlon Brando. He's on the bike. He's not. But to be and f- he's not. In the same way that River Phoenix is really well cast as a young Harrison Ford, Shia is not. But to be fair, Shia and again, does not carry over I, that, that essence. And again, we have, to, we have to give it the handicap that 
it's not particularly well put together in in general. This whole thing and the char- the characters don't necessarily give them much to work with. Fair enough. Unless you're Harrison Ford or or, or Karen Allen, who's like, I got this. Right. I've done um, this before. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, part of it is that. M- this mutt thing is an affectation. What he's doing right now is an affectation. Yeah. He's not cool. He's kind of a geek. Right. You know, he's in the fencing club and he knows all this arche- archaeological shit and he's trying to be the cool kid, but he's not. Frankly, so he's Indiana Jones out. in training. Yeah. On a different side. He's, yeah. trying, he's, he's able to hold himself in a bravado-filled situation, but he's also able to be an egghead when, egghead when he needs to. Yeah, but I agree that... I can I, see that working. I agree that he's not just... just not quite as an off. actor, it's just not the right casting. I mean, like the the, the Titanic type. era. I guess he would have been too old by this point. But the Titanic era, DiCaprio, I think. Sure. Has oh, a sure, yeah. But, you know, it's like okay, that kid. You know, you, you you look at that guy. He's like, well, he's a fighter. He's a scrapper. He'll, you know, it's like he, right. he probably isn't like, you know, a karate master. But he'll he'll punch you. And, yeah. yeah. And he won't he won't go down when you punch him just the first time. He'll kick you in the balls. Yeah. And- and, and just that has, that, that, has that dogged kind of you know I'm not I'm not good at this I just keep doing it kind yeah. of vibe that uh, that Indy has so you know I, I, that's that's the first uh, casting that comes to mind for me this line brought a knife to oh a gun why fight. not we've got that other one he's in not the even first one. Sean Connery's not even in this I love movie. this watch how fast he goes here punch that guy what <laughs> hit this guy who him. I just love that. It's like that moment in, of all things, The Phantom Menace, where Qui-Gon says, Anakin, duck! Boom. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he ducks. I trust you. Okay. Nothing bad can come of this. But I do like Whoa. that, where he's like, hit this guy. Who? Him. All right. That, that guy went right to nice. the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you've been waiting your whole life, it's like, hit that guy with a chair. <laughs> Food fight? This, <laughs> this is my moment! <laughs> now, this is kind of like... I see what they're going for with this, but it's like still a little in, forced. Indiana Jones riding bitch. I just I have a hard time with yeah. it. Yeah, really, there's just there's just, something wrong with it. I just it's. Mm, mm. I'd like to see him like throw you sit in the back, kid. I'm yeah. fucking Indiana Jones. You know. Yeah, we, I well, steal people's machinery and drive it. That's I, what I, I do. It's a, it's I've a, driven Nazi motorcycles. Yeah, I just punched like half the Red Army and stole their truck. Right. And I rode a rocket sled. I'm not riding bitch. And my dad wanted to go to Berlin, I t- into the lion's den. I yeah. took down a tank with a horse and a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's got to be, well, there's, there's got to be the moment where, where you know, they, they pull in somewhere or Mutt makes a, a bad decision or a wrong turn. He takes over. Like this yeah. light, and he goes, I'm driving now. Yeah. And he gets on the front and Mutt has to get on the back. That would be a good moment. Aw. Yeah, that sounded it, happy and friendly. That would be a good moment. That would be a good moment. It's like you're imagining a ho- like an evening like, in Hawaii yeah, with a mojito. I'm like, I'm that like, would the, be a good moment. I'm like the Martha Stewart of of giving plot notes. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good. Thing. Yeah. Oh God, it doesn't better, suck. better than being the Paris Hilton. It doesn't yeah. suck at all. That's hot. <laughs> uh, CG now, <laughs> and back to real. Anyway, now we're also about to get the uh, two things that. I find questionable. One, I found that putting gunpowder makes the plants grow amazingly. It's really <laughs> put it in the pots. It's amazing. This, it's, 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 the, it's the sulfur. Yeah. We're about really... to get a moment here in the uh, library where he addresses a kid. It's a cute moment. It's a cute thing for Dorky Jones to do. Right. Where uh, he just like stormed into this room, and it's like a it's like an Ah Venice moment where he just destroys the you know mise en scene of what was happening in the library for everyone that was in there already with a motorcycle that crashes and knocks over all the tables, and then a kid says. Uh, I want to be studying this, but I can't find it in this book, which is a little, it's pushing it for reality, but all right, we'll allow it. And he it's says, goofy, if you want but... to, and here's what he says. He says, if you really want to learn, you got to get out of the library. Now that's a really specific line and delivery that makes me think 
It's a reference to something. But aside from the fact that there was a library in Last well, it's Crusade, also, it's also I can't a, think of... It's also a contradiction with what he says in Last Crusade, where he says 70% of your work is researching going to the library. Right. Mm. And here's so. the other bit that I don't get, which is where they hit Marcus Brody's statue, his head comes off and falls in the guy's lap. That's not how statues work. Yeah. yeah. Partly. It's also like, and that's really? That's the way you yeah. put Denim Elliott back into the... Yeah. Apparently, he's that's still in Markish mode and not Marcus. Last Crusade. Yeah. Well, that's... That's probably how they all remembered Ben Home Elliot is, you know, the goofy slapsticky one. In the chat, I think I think the kid takes it too well. Like it's well, it's yeah, goofy. obviously the problem. He sits there on his chair and he's like, "Huh? Hey, question." Yeah, the problem the problem with the goofiness is that it's taken too well. It's it's again, yeah. like like we said before, it, you can get away with ridiculous goofy shit as long as everyone's kind of going, "That was ridiculous and goofy, huh?" Right. As um, long as people are still reacting to the, the to the situation Wilhelm. honestly. Bad right. So for for example, as opposed to the kid taking it really well, if everyone was kind of freaked out and uh you know, but he stands up and he tries to play it off and he tries to be like the professor. Right. So he looks at some kid study reading a book and he's like, you know, you you're reading the wrong book, the answers aren't That in there would or have been an yeah. indie moment. Yeah. yeah. You're so close, guys. <laughs> yeah. In the chat room they're saying, uh, so who should have been cast as Mutt? Uh and someone floated Tom Hardy. I don't know. He wasn't young enough. No. no. He was he's not young old. enough. Um that guy. You gotta get uh, out of the yeah. library. Yeah, I agree. If he if if the kid had been like, uh, uh, and then Indy said, oh, you you flip this page, uh, not that this paragraph, get out of the library, and then left or something or like that. Or if it was something like, uh, you you got your uh, paper? I'm still waiting on your paper, yeah. Mister. Yeah. Or if he, like, or, oh, you oh you'll get it. Yeah. Or if he was like reading yeah. reading Cliff's notes or something, and he knocks it out of his hand, and he goes, yeah. primary sources. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> yes. If he went if he if he if he played it if he played it aggressively, yeah. where it's yeah. like, yeah, that's right. I just slid sideways on a motorcycle. Where's that paper, motherfucker? Yeah. 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 Before the kid can ask a question, like on the Dr. subject Joe? of mutt, they're like, well, then who? Arnie Hammer, Dakota Fanning, <laughs> Dakota, Army Hammer, Dakota. Well, I don't know what Army Hammer did before uh, you know before uh, Social Network, but um, grew up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and actually, actually, Mutt in the early drafts was supposed to be more of a geek. Maybe that would have yeah. worked better for for. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I think. I just think Mutt is. I think he's too. You know, he's too sleek here. He's too. He's. I think Mutt needs to be more of a mutt. I would say. It's, you know, he's just more of a scrapper-looking dude. Like you know, again, DiCaprio being you know from Titanic, being the street guy. You know, the guy who literally is homeless and and you know lives on the street, but he's an artist. You know, that that that's the zone that I feel oh, like I know. should have been. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> no, again, Wiry and Weasley. No, that's yeah, I know right. who River Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, through the power of CG. I blame. I don't blame him. I don't blame the drugs. I blame the Viper Room for not having a defib uh, at the front door. Just for I don't know. Well, <laughs> don't ask me. Oh, Akator. This is a real thing. By the way, did you know? Uh, I didn't know this. Yeah, those I, are the Nazca lines. I, I looked up to Fantastic. it. I, I looked it up a little while back. Um, those lines aren't like carved. It's just that there's a layer of silt on the desert floor, and yeah. they just knocked like the first inch of that dirt off. Yeah. And just because there's so little weather and wind and rain, that yeah. they just have been there for thousands now, of years. Yeah, that was the. Now I already knew basically where the movie was going, kind of from the you know even the first time I saw it. But uh, hey, plot point that we won't ever see again. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Is is the the Nazca lines? Of course, the Nazca lines were one of the big. Eric Von Daniken, Chariots of the Gods, things. Like, yes, no human could have made these because you can't see them from the ground. So how do you know what you're making if you're on the ground? Mountains. And, uh, well, there's no mountains either that you can oh. see them from. Um, you literally can only see them like you see them here from the air. Um, and it's like, how could they possibly build it? Yeah, you're right. There's no, you know, no human can understand 
like to could draw a grid could on draw the ground. blueprints and then <laughs> yeah, follow and then that follow blueprint. Yeah. It must um, be the same aliens who do crop circles in the exact same situation. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's, but the, but that was the thing is like as soon as like they start going like Nazca lines, it's like oh Jesus fuck Christ, Von Donica. I mean, even if you're just gonna do you know chariot of the gods, chariot, it's like yeah. you're gonna do chariots of the fucking gods. I mean, it's like it's one thing to do alien. Okay, alien technology somehow connects with Mayas, but Mayan technology, but. That's literally chariots of the gods. That's right. literally like forty years old. That's, this is, but that's bullshit. Act- that's been, you know, just right. Of course, it's bullshit. But I, at the same time, oh, here I, we get our reference to the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, where he's um, he's, he's talking about how he rode with Pancho Villa. Ah, the 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 reason that that I was saying earlier, I don't really mind uh, the the whole aliens thing as much as as everyone else does, because people are saying, well, it's a world where the the you know Yahweh the supernatural exists, is true, and, yeah, and aliens. I'm like. Oh, well, if you've watched the History Channel, then you surely know that anything interesting that ever happened is because of aliens. Um, and so I, I can kind of – it's a retcon, but it's not a completely unacceptable retcon where it's like, yeah, the Ark – there's there was – I was even uh, – I even saw one of those stupid alien shows because the History Channel is just – aliens wall, did it's it. It's wall-to-wall channel. aliens now. Um, yeah. But there was literally a bit where they were talking about the the – Ark of the Covenant may have been a nuclear device. It may have been yeah, a nuclear that, battery. That's, that's also a Von Donica. Right, and why you, couldn't, why, why you couldn't approach it and why it would kill you if you weren't properly prepared yeah. and trained in how to approach it because you would, you would get radioactive. Or because radiation. it was a, a, a electrical. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Mythbusters did that one, too, right. that it was like a oh, storage that, that, battery. Yeah. Well, that's basically the premise of Stargate, is that right. all of these ancient technology yeah. and societies right. are aliens. So, right. so I, can, I can basically and, accept... And that's a, that's a well-worn fictional right. trope. Right, exactly. I'm and sure so, it's on TV tropes. So it's a retcon... But it's like, it's not that the aliens exist in the same world where the, the Jew, Judeo-Christian God is real. The Judeo-Christian God it's was an alien. alien. Yeah. And, you know, that it, it would have even helped if they had retained the, the title City of the Gods because right. that makes it clearer that that's what this is about. That's cool. Um, so that's, that's why this doesn't – it w- doesn't bother me in concept, but they don't do anything right. with that. In concept, it w- it's – Okay, as an idea, but for that, if to you're going to build a story on it, yes. If you're just going to throw it in, no. Well, yeah. for, see, I think for I th- it to work, they would have needed to have folded the the previous installments yeah. in. They go, oh, so the oh, Ark the, of the Covenant the and the Holy Grail and the Shankara Stones are and also the Covenant, and, yeah. and you know how that would have fucking gone with yeah. the public, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. So. They would have uh, thrown a fit. In the chat room, one last uh, idea for casting comes from uh, Strange Land, Ryan Gosling. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Dye his hair darker, obviously. Mike's okay. got a boyfriend. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> These are all like little skinny weasel boys, though. Boof has a hard thing to do here uh, because he has to, in this film, turn on a dime about his father figure who has gone crazy. Whom the evidence he's looking at this right is, now. Th- I, mean, I mean, this this bit here where he, he just kind of looks totally broken looking at what's on the walls and, and just... You know, like you say, his father figure has gone insane, and he's got to look at it. Yeah, and and just right here, I totally buy this. You know, um, and it was the same. He did he did a similar thing in uh, Eagle Eye. There was a part of that story is his twin brother died, and he just when he goes to the funeral, he's just he just does a, a great performance, which apparently he does by listening to the song "Over the Rainbow" from Wizard of Oz, if I'm recalling correctly. <laughs> I can see it. That just that song just destroys him somehow, and so no, no, and no. then he uses. If that. If it's anything like me, he could also just go to Disneyland and watch the fireworks happen <laughs> with the same music at the same time, and then he'll just start tearing up. Yeah. Maybe it moves him, man. You don't know. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's an if whatever works because I buy it when right. I see it. 
Hey, the only important part about uh, that aspect of being an actor is you know what your buttons are. It doesn't yeah. matter what those buttons are. As long as you know what they are and can push them, more power to you. Yeah. All right. What is it? 43 minutes in, almost an hour into the episode. Are we that far in? Good God. Yeah, it, it, goes, it goes by pretty quick. This movie does not have a problem with pacing, which is good. Yeah, um, it's, it's really easy to, to feel fast when you're not really doing anything. <laughs> right. yeah. And then this, when, and then this, and then that happens. When, it, when everything is so arbitrary anyway, it doesn't yeah. really matter. So you around the room. Jump to the fu- fun stuff. If I hand you the transcript version of this movie, not even the shooting script, but the resulting here, and say, all right, uh, give, me a, give me a pass on this, notes-wise, red pen this. What do, you, what, do you, what do you start with? Do you say, all right, let's take out three of these strings of things that happen in the movie and just bolster this one? Do you, do you keep it aliens and McCarthyism? And just say, let's make these two happen? I would pull I, up the I McCarthyism those, yeah. And also, fear of death, aging. Everyone I know is dead. Well, that's the, that's the theme. My son we're, is a legacy. And we're talking, we're talking <laughs> my again. My son's a douchebag. We're talking about, uh, again about the, the theme, what the story's about, and what the plot is, how... how you know what what rooms you move them through to right. tell that story um the mechanics versus the the point of the story in the first yeah. place so i i would say that yeah the mechanics you probably want to do uh obviously the alien bit and and chariots of the gods probably is the is the way you're going to end up going um and then the uh and then the mccarthyism m- b- it's tied in both. It's the McCarthyism in terms of the paranoia on the the U.S. side and the communists being the the villains on the. Because where are they? Where where have they been? We're forty three minutes in. Where are they? We haven't seen them for half an hour. The 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 no, Russians. Yeah, the bad guys. The bad guys. We saw them at the malt shop, but whatever. Right, right. I guess briefly. We saw someone. We saw someone outside. Oh, we saw a guy with a hat. We, got a sh- we saw okay. a shadowy hat. Okay, now. fair enough. So anyway. I, I guess their presence is still there. I, I got to take that one back, but. Um, Do you like the idea of making the threat such that the KGB and the U.S. FBI guys are basically the same level of shadiness? Yeah, both of them think he's right. working for the other side, so he's caught in the middle. He's, he's he becomes this man without a country, basically, and and his only the the only thing he's got left is to try and get to the skull before the communists do because 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 X something bad will happen I because then they'll be unstoppable. Yeah, yeah do you like the I, idea the of bringing back Marion and the kid? Uh, the I'm, I'm I like seeing okay. Marion again. I'm okay with. both. I really like the idea. I I don't think the execution was all that great, yeah. from what I remember. I'm okay yeah. with both. I'm okay how, with the how kid. How could it work? Like with Marion, for instance, just her. Well, well, if we get a good Marion, then we can bring in the kid, maybe. But do you like the way that she's brought in? Where, if I recall correctly, if I'm okay, it's been a while, but I think I can do this. Okay, Oxley is. Marion's boyfriendy kind of guy figure, like they kind of they're they're sort of together but not together, right? And he's been there all of Mutt's life, right? Oxley goes off in search of the thingies because he's an indie type and he got a wild hair and decided hey, I'm gonna go find those skulls. Uh, got caught up in it, uh, got imprisoned, and then Shia wants to go find him. I think I think here's the first thing. Here's the and first then at some point Marion got kidnapped. I'm assuming this all works in the script. I just don't remember very well. Here's the first thing. Here's the first thing I think you have to hash out and and probably the first note I give cuz right now it's like we have to get the crystal skulls because bleh. yeah. Like huh. uh, w- w- what? What? Well, what this one, it's, it's not so much thing that's as the skull. That's okay. Is, it's okay if that's the MacGuffin. It's okay it's, yeah. if you if you've established like he's got to get the whoever the whatever the fuck the MacGuffin that doesn't or else. Know, doesn't right make now any this difference. is more of a Last Crusade because thing. Because he's after X. Oxley, 
Once he gets to Oxley, they make him get the skulls. It's okay. basically the idea, I think. Yes. Or at least that's that's it's a close analog. And, and the, to this. the reasoning the, you don't need the thing so much as you well, need they, the guy. He brought back. up the they brought up the skull in the in the opening. That's what. Well, right. What yeah, he but was that's there. Oxley was after and, that. And that's why they went into the to the Area 51 in the first. Exactly. They're trying to get Oxley back. I think he thinks that if he has this again, this is I should know this shit, but I think he thinks if he gets to the skull first, they can reason with the guy who has Oxley because that's what they were tailing Oxley for. So that's what's going on there. And then Marion gets involved because I think they wanted to get Mutt to get Indy to come or something. Whatever. The fact that uh, I can't really remember it doesn't speak well. But if you want to bring Marion back into it, I like that idea. And the thing is, she isn't... Wow. Brian's like, get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) I'm talking. Brian just raised my mic and walks through. (laughs) Brian Brian just jumped the shark. He nuked the fridge. (laughs) Brian nuked the fridge. Uh, He's about to nuke the bathroom. Um, (laughs) I, I... Marion as a character isn't she is proactive and she's a little you know firecracker but she's not so proactive that at this stage in the game she would be out doing shit that he, she would have to he would have to save her or she would have to save him well here's the other problem it's she's, hard to bring her back into this she's also not so she's not so proactive in this movie that uh it matters that she's here yeah if you cut her character out of the movie, that'd be sad because I like seeing Karen Allen and she looks exactly the yeah, same as she did and, and she's, she's got that big cute smile. Yeah. But uh, what is she doing here? Nothing. She accomplishes nothing except to be Marion in the movie. They could have brought back Allison Duty. Yeah. You know? Hey, I'm okay. I fell yeah. out of the hole of God and I'm yeah. back. I drank the juice. I'm not a Nazi anymore. We're fighting the communists now. Yeah. How about that? She totally wanted to do that and they kept being like, no, you're dead. Yeah, no, you're you, dead. you died. I'm sorry, you died. Um, Allison Duty looks scary now. <laughs> she does, man. Her name is Duty too, huh? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, th- first of all, why is the character in the movie? We would have to suss that out. Why is the character in the movie? What does what does she accomplish that Indy can't accomplish on his own? Part of that may, I mean, I mean, it may be that her presence helps the mutt situation because you know she he she can um, present kind of a a moderating force between the two of them. Um, but but I don't know. Right now, there's no point for either character to really be there, and that's the problem with them. Here so, it is. I think I got it. Okay. So Indy is <laughs> <get> a revelation. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so he's he's getting older. He's you shout out the bad ideas. Yeah, he, <laughs> I just he excreted the solution. <laughs> <laughs> it formed the bubbles in the shape of an idea. <laughs> Uh, Indy's getting older, obviously. He's getting close to retirement. He's thinking, all right, it's about time for me to retire, and I've got my nice academic pension so I can settle down and have, live a nice, quiet life and, and be done. And uh, so then Marion comes out of out of the blue. He hasn't talked to her in years and says, listen, uh, I know I probably should have told you this a long time ago, but you actually have a son, and uh, the guy that has been providing for us, well, he's disappeared, and he can't provide for us anymore. And so... You know, I mean, I need help, Indy. Please, please help me. I need your help. And he goes, well, shit, yeah, okay. Help, but, all right, man. yeah. Um, and then he gets caught up in this, in the adventure for the MacGuffin, whatever it is, in which he's, he's blackmailed or whatever or coerced by the Russians, but then is, then is also pursued by, by the FBI, who then blacklists him, which takes away all of, you know, it right. takes away his pension, takes away his ability to work. It basically, he's just now getting to the point where he could settle down and retire with a nice secure future which has now been stolen on uh, mass by the FBI and so now in order to clear his name and get all that back and be able to provide for the woman he's loved all along and his actual son he has to go retrieve the MacGuffin in order to clear his name and live happily ever after there you go boom yeah I approve 
You peed well. Yeah. Boom shakalaka out. <laughs> <laughs> Throws down my Drop the headphones. <laughs> if you broke those, that'd be the third pair. I w- that I would be the third <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? Don't second know what pair. Second do pair. That, that first second pair didn't actually break. You know what, though? I You had to go for it. Even if you'd broken it, I'd be like, you had to do it, It though. was worth it. <laughs> but there you <laughs> go. Holy shit. Yeah. We fixed it hey, in an hour. Stakes. Once there yeah. you go. Once again, Indy's concerned for artifacts. Just hack it open. Dirt, dirt bits. Yeah. That's not the important part. That's yeah. the He's still old school. That's great. I like that. That's cool. It's, it's and what would you call it? Indiana Jones and the quest for retirement? Well, well, Indiana, it, <laughs> Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the AARP and, membership. And the lost IRA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Kingdom of the Christmas Indiana Jones and the Search for the Lost Pension. Yeah, another but another one of those weird things where if you read in the the this this book, which by the way, even if you didn't like the the fourth movie, it's got plenty of information about the first three, and it's a very good book. Um, it, like George was very insistent on he's like no. We gotta have the kingdom part. It just can't be Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls. It's got there's got to be a kingdom, and before that. The city of the gods. He was, he's got like three words in his head that he just wants to keep bringing back because previously it had it wasn't just Indiana Jones and the city of the gods. It was Indiana Jones and the Phantom City of the gods. So why, George? <laughs> but but that's better than <laughs> cut to Struz and like, yeah. oh god, <laughs> yeah, pain out, pain out, pain out, pain out. That was his coffee and bagels moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, you know, you're giving Struz and Carpal Tunnel, right? Yeah. Watch it. There was also Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men from Mars, and Indiana that, Jones. I kind of like. Yeah, kind of like. At least you would know what you were getting. Exactly. <laughs> you you were getting a you 50s know what, you know B Saucer Men. You know what makes it work for me? It's Saucer Men. Yeah. That kind of yeah. anachronistic it, terminology, which like, right. hell yes, Because it's a phrase man. that we haven't used. In, That's in, great. And if it was not not a full-on Christopher Nolan thing, but you know, you take the concept of saucer men, that's just the cheesiest incarnation of that idea that you can possibly cram into two words. But then you add a level of depth to it that yeah. you, you, we've, you've never seen embodied in the term yeah. saucer men. You go, not, you, this is the cheesiest possible way we can phrase this, and here's... Here's the actual depiction yeah. of that, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, or scary. Or scary. scary. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. The the just the like the, making the, that a juxtaposition. Cognitive- juxtaposition. Yeah, the cognitive dissonance between how silly the name for them is and how how f- serious and frightening the, the actual, actual depiction thing would be. Is. Yeah. yeah, that that could work. Actually, and that would right. that would tell you that would tell the audience, hey, we know what we're doing, and we're doing it on purpose. Yeah. And as long as just the, so you know, as long as the film give him that benefit of the doubt with yeah. Attack of the Clones. We did. I did. I did with the, with the title. I was like, I see what he's doing. Okay, let's go on. You would. You would. I would have at the time. Certainly. Well, I don't. Well, did anybody give? I Trey, you would. I guess you'd have to answer this question. But did anybody give them the, that benefit of the doubt with Empire Strikes Back? Which would be what? Because well, Empire Strikes Back on its own is a really terrible, cheesy, awful title, but it's a great movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, at least, but at least it was straightforward and makes sense. It's like, yeah. yeah, that would be about what would happen at this point. Yeah, right. Blow up the Death Star? Okay. Yeah. What happens next? The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I don't like the prop. I think it's a beautiful design. It's not heavy I enough. I don't like that oh, it's yeah. not heavy yeah. enough, and I don't like that it looks like it's filled with cellophane. It's the biggest flashbulb I've ever seen. Yeah. It'd be cool, I guess, if the inside was a geode, too, 
But yeah. And know, by the way, if the, you could just throw shit in a prop, but the actual design is cool. I like the skull. By the way, just to be Mr. Skeptic for a moment, and I know we've already shit on the aliens thing quite a bit, uh, History Channel. But uh, History Channel. Yeah, I mean, the, the crystal skulls, there are crystal skulls out there. That's oh, yeah, where this myth, myth comes from. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd um, makes them. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried that vodka, but it's I heard it's really actually really good vodka. Um, but uh, I like Coppola's wine. The whole thing about uh, these, because the crystal skulls really do exist, um, but the whole thing about them not showing any visible tool marks and have been impossible bullshit. to make. Not yeah. true. Bullshit, yeah. bullshit, tool bullshit. marks clearly visible <laughs> yeah. to to anyone who knows how to look for them. So Well, no visual um, effects or special effects artists in Hollywood possibly yeah, exactly. make a realistic-looking alien on a table. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> Trey Stokes, Alien Autopsy. Just, putting, just putting that right. out there, if you heard that, that would be really baffling if it were true, yes. but it's not. <laughs> like many things, it's baffling <laughs> if you don't understand it. Yeah. Now, on the subject of the aliens, at the beginning of this, even before the recording, you said... You don't have that much of a problem with the aliens themselves. Well, I already got into that. Yeah, we talked about. I just you have a I disagree though. Movie? I think it's a, a problem. It's a, like you said, unless you unless you literally are willing to go back and go. Everything time. was aliens all along. In which case you're which really you, there's clearly they're not going to be doing that. In which case you're really doing Stargate and yeah. you're just retreading. Which is which is fine because and, again and, and the history channel the gods and everything else the, you know. the history channel has uh, like I, like I was I was sort of joking but horribly it's true um, the the history channel is all about archaeology you know this this and this but could it have been aliens yeah. and it's like yeah. if you've got this trap guy, shine cheap ass title I'm it just was, I'm just was, saying isn't it interesting yeah if you've got this guy uh, who's an archaeologist he's digging up things and he starts and he's digging up weird you can tie in the idea of ancient aliens. And still have the archaeology thing that Indiana Jones has mm. been all along. Yeah. Um, and they tried to do that here, but didn't really, because they were just like, and then he goes into a thing, and then there's a skull there from an alien. And, and then we'll show the map with the red lines again. You know, that's basically <laughs> all that happened. Because you guys remember that, right? The yeah. map with the red line? I wonder if it would have worked any better. You could have had the same goddamn skull props, George. But if it was this extinct highly evolved race from before the dinosaurs or some shit like that why not that's a sure. that's an equally sure i mean i mean the whole that idea also is more archaeological archaeological or the whole the less wh- outer spacey the whole idea that we were that we were seated here that they came from somewhere else a long long time ago and that we came and from the only them. thing that remains as far as proof of them is skulls and broccoli <laughs> bring, bring it, it back, back. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Atlantis? Atlantis? Yeah. Atlantis? 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 Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis was, would have been better for an Indiana Jones Atlantis concept. was the basis of, a, brand. of an Indiana Jones game, and I think it was at yeah. one it point is, involved in one of these drafts. I recall... I recall... 95. I rec- is it? Is it? Pretty sure. Okay. I recall... I, I, I don't... Also Fountain of Youth. I never had a chance to read it. Oh, Fountain of Youth... Fountain of Youth was going to be Indy 3, actually. Um, and kind of was. They still had some of that Pirates in there. 4, too. Well, um, it, but I remember... Temple of Doom... And uh, George Lucas had to figure out some ideas for other movies because right. he said he had them. I think I remember somewhere out <laughs> there, all along. somewhere out there, um, is a Jeffrey Bohm draft, and he wrote Indy Three uh, that we, the version that we saw. There were like eight drafts, but he wrote the version that we saw, or, or close to it. Anyway, um, Jeffrey Bohm also wrote a script about. Indiana Jones and the Lost City of Atlantis, I think. So I think that's out there. It's doable. That's the kind of shit Indiana Jones as a franchise trades in. That's right. what he should shit be like doing. That. Yeah. yeah, right. That's yeah. awesome. That's perfect. That, that's that, like that a that made the... for Indiana Jones thing that we all know of that's not true, but it's kind of true if you look at the wrong books. Like that kind of thing. It's like, oh, hell yeah, that's perfect. It's more in the, you it's more, Da Vinci Code. It's more Indiana in the wheelhouse than, than this. So it's yeah. like yeah. If, if this were Indiana Jones 9 and they got right. to the Nazca lines, like, okay. 
fine. Yeah. But you know, you got you got the Fountain of Youth, and you've got Atlantis, and you've got so many other things that fit inside of it. So inside the concept of Indiana Jones, so much more readily than the aliens. Amelia Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> but that, sure. Well, well, he could have found Indiana Gump. He could have found Amelia Earhart on uh, some islands where. It's, some Bermuda Triangle Island. I was going to say the Bermuda Triangle yeah. could fit in, but then again, the Bermuda Triangle is tied in with alien mythology as yeah, well in a, a lot bit, of cases. Yeah. So there's a bunch of shit like that. Bermuda I'm Triangle, saying, by the way, I'm also doesn't have more bullshit. weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not more weird shit going on there than any other yeah. patch of the ocean. I was right. so it's into the Bermuda Triangle. I was so into the Bermuda Triangle when I was a kid, and then I read this book called The Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved. I'm like, oh, good. And it was, <laughs> and it was uh, How convenient. after reading all the other books, and I was like, oh, okay, so this guy thinks he solved it. And the way he solved it was by doing research and proving that most of the stories about the Bermuda Triangle never fucking happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's all like, yeah, Flight 19, yeah, okay, you know, oh, Mysterious Bomber. It's like, and he, he, he worked it out, and it was like, that's, that's, that was really the beginning, because I was reading Von Donnick and all that stuff. I loved all that shit, because you're okay. It's okay to do that when you're 12, <laughs> and uh, but that book, that book right there, pretty much I could trace the beginnings of my Skepticism. life as a skeptic because this guy said, you know, he quoted sources. That was what was so amazing. Right. Donakin says, here, look, here's a picture that I don't understand. Here's another picture I don't understand. It looks kind of like an elephant. Clearly X. Hey, clearly yeah. aliens. And then, and then, but then this guy was like, okay, so the Miami Herald on uh, that, that morning, here's the transcript of what they said. And here's the actual Navy records. And here's the actual flight thing. Here's and who here's, they called. Yeah. Here's what he it's said. It's like, hey, wait a minute. This is, what's this called? Uh, research that this guy's doing? Oh, <laughs> look, facts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ow, and, ow, ow, yeah, my brain. And, yeah. and it's like, he just went through all the, all the famous, famous stories that everyone knows about the Bermuda Triangle. They've been yeah. written up in all the books. And it's like, either they never happened at all. Or they aren't in the least mysterious, yeah. <laughs> or they're not nearly as weird as the stories say they are. By the way, I'm not saying it can't you, be true, do you have but enough? isn't it interesting <laughs> just saying, that yeah. you have to avoid the facts yeah. and that other the other side doesn't? Do you happen to remember the uh, the cruise ship? There's a cruise ship one where a uh, cruise ship went in and some weird shit happens. Uh, God, I can't the remember. Lolly movie? Pop. What? Talking about movie? No, no, one of the actual Bermuda Triangle incidences. Uh, what, what, what weird shit? I don't. Usually they just disappear. I don't remember the details. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because my family was actually on that uh, cruise ship. But it's one of the more cited incidences of the Bermuda. Oh, I, I but it was know. it was before I was born. Say something only the real Brian would say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who are you? Who said you? It was you? before I was born, so I don't actually oh, have okay. any memory of it whatsoever. Then but. how do you know you're not the fake Brian? <laughs> <laughs> my God, go have an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, here's the thought. Um, there is a big again another subtle big difference. Between a indie four, wherein they find these weird alien-looking skulls they can't explain, and one in which we literally see aliens. If we didn't see that prop and we didn't see the CG alien at the end get mad and yell at her face, then they're just weird artifacts. Where it's like, I don't. Maybe the Incans made these. I have no fucking idea what these I, things are, I but think, they do have weird powers. I think that's another part of it because in in all of the other Indiana Jones films, we never see God. We never see never never see Yahweh. We never see Kali or or uh, any of the Indiana, and we never see. Any any of the actual supernatural yeah. magus. Yeah. Ever see if, God, Kali, or God? If yeah. Jesus showed up at the end of Holy of, uh, of you know, Last Crusade, Crusade, Last Crusade, yeah. we would have said, "What a piece of shit! Yeah. What a fucking piece of shit!" Yeah, if he w- if he was the one waving goodbye instead of the the Grail yeah. Knight, that oh. would have been. Yeah, that yeah. Been How terrible would that movie <laughs> <Yeah>. have been? <laughs> that would have been. Oh my! 
I just, I literally like visualize that in my brain. Yeah, just, just like, like, like a big glowing ball of light, Ooh. and there's Jesus waving, like, give him a thumbs up. Good job, <laughs> Andy. The buddy Christ. So this yeah. idea, like, yeah, that's I mean, a badass prop. So maybe, so maybe that's the idea. Is like all this, all this debate about what is the skull and where did it come from and who made it. And and in the Incans. end, they, and they end, they go to a weird temple where weird shit happens and it melts the bad guy's brains. But we don't actually see the fucking yeah. you know computer schmooze. I see, yeah. Walking around, maybe that schmoo. Would, that's a maybe fun maybe word. that would work. I hate that schmoo because and all be, those schmoos. Because then, just by leaving that that blank unfilled, you can say, "Oh well, you can chalk it up to aliens, or you can chalk it or up to w- other weird." You the, know, the, it's the, the Mayan the, gods. It's the Mayan gods. It's, yeah. it's basically you can chalk it up to the same magic bean as the other movies, and then you could also fill in the blank of the other movies with aliens if you want to. But it's it then leaves that power in the viewer. Two things in the, power, in the viewer's hands. This is a trope called mind rape. A character is attacked by a villain, blah, 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 blah. It's mind rape. We all on board? Yeah. In the chat room, Clayton Spinney says, I'd let Kate Blanchett manacle me to a creepy totally, chair and mind rape me. Totally. Yeah. Twice on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Give me two hours and I'll go, I'll go again. <laughs> let me just. You must be just... 42 inches tall to be mind raped by Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> you must be this tall. Yeah. By the way, John Hurt and Ray Winstone are in this also. We didn't mention them. Yeah, John Hurt showing up. Where do we know Ray Winstone from? Where do I know him from? Uh, anyone Jones in the Weirdly. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. I know. I knew. Him, I knew his name before this from Beowulf because he yeah. played Beowulf. Oh, right. okay, right. Um, he's. I know this. him from British television that I've forgotten. What 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 British television I was watching when I saw him? I'm sure. I, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he in Gosford Park too? Everyone was oh, in Gosford Park. Maybe that's a safe bet. Was it? Wasn't that guy in JFK? Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah, that guy was in A Few Good Men, right? He Apollo thirteen. He was in a Mad 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 World. <laughs> But uh, John Hurt, who, yeah, kind of criminal under use of John Hurt. And and also, again, how long have we gone without seeing Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Uh, too long. Not just because of the too movie. Too damn long. But just too long. Just Both in, in the movie and in my life. I, I, did, I did love in I the, like this moment. Yeah. Hey, whoa, stop, 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 stop. Combs here. Yeah. All right, go. In that, in that behind-the-scenes behind book... Uh, the Spielberg's like Kate was really up for it, and it was weird. You know, it was it was cool because this weird. was no one else. Was. No, it was cool because <laughs> this was her first genre movie. I'm like, you know, she was Galadriel the the elf yeah. lady, right? Yeah, <laughs> she was in that one, for example. Yeah, Yay. <laughs> Yay. and Hello. there she is. Yeah, that got a big reaction. Even even though the it was all you know, even though you know this movie is yeah. shit at this point. Yeah. How does the Yay. how does the love theme for writers go? I don't remember. Karen Allen, she's a fox. <laughs> Hmm. I'll, I'll work on it. Here, how about I pull it up and you guys don't have. And it's amazing I, I, because I you there, because yeah. you look at her and you see both. You're like, yeah. oh, she's still really pretty and you. hot, but she's also a mom. Yeah. You can totally see that. It's she's really quite mom. funny. It's really is, it really is totally. I'm hanging out with Shia right now. My mind going, dude, your mom's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got a thing for your mom, and it's freaking me out. That's probably just. I bet she theme. was really something. Oh, she totally was. Yeah. yeah that's got to be the main theme. Be careful. We have copyright issues. What's happening? Oh. Should I not then? Yeah, I know. I'll, yeah. I'll pull it up on YouTube. I mean, is it going to be any different if you then hum it when you do figure it out? Yeah, because I'll hum it out of key. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I'll do it wrong. Because <laughs> that's how music licensing works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know you can uh, you can copyright a melody but not a chord progression? Oh. Yeah. Mm. Which, if you know anything about music, makes perfect sense because there's only like four. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can copyright a thousand really bad chord progressions, though. <laughs> Yeah, thankless role for Mr. Hurt here, I'm afraid. And, and that really and terrible old style, again, they're purposely 
Oh, Ollivander, uh, what did they do to you? Yeah. <laughs> they're purposely mimicking the style of oh, the old serials. But that, that eye light, that terrible, terrible right. fucking eye light. Right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Fucking John, man. That's another thing. We forgot this. Well, he did the same. Th- he he, he uh, referenced the Ark of the Covenant theme as well when we saw that one. The da, it, da, da, in Last as Crusade, a, you mean? As a crane. No, here. Oh, here. Even. When, we, oh, when oh, we see it. In, in, the, the, in Area in the, 51. Yeah. In the warehouse. There's just a quick moment of that as we see it, and then yeah. he moves on. Yeah. Yeah, John. Huh. And the weird thing is, John Hurt d- insisted on seeing the script before he said yes, and then he did, and he still said <laughs> <Wow>. yes. <laughs> that's the weird thing. Just to make sure they had one of some kind. Yeah, I guess that's probably. You've been hearing the story. Wow, I just had a music nerd moment of like the the peripety moment where it's like ah. Um, I have n- no idea what any of that sentence was. Explain. Yeah, uh, peripety is the moment of oh my god, this okay. uh, where you know Bruce Willis is dead, that kind of thing. Um, Isn't it peripatia? That's peripatia or peripety, depending on oh. how you're using it in the word. Depending on shut up. <laughs> depending on anyway. And um, it occurred to me recently, I was uh, playing with... Oh God, I'm such a fucking nerd. I apologize, guys. Uh, I was playing with music, uh, intervals in particular, where you talk about like every note on a scale corresponds to a number. So like do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, da is actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And eight and one are the same note, just an octave higher. That's music theory. And then there's... Um, a field of study to, to, to train yourself up on what's called relative pitch as opposed to perfect pitch, where you can always tell how far apart two notes are because you have relative pitch, is based on knowing the jumps involved. So you, if you know what like a third sounds like from a first, it's, you know if I play you two notes, I can tell you that's a fourth. That's a perfect fourth, perfect fifth, minor sixth, whatever. And it occurred to me when I was learning all that stuff and playing with it and really just fooling around with it that John Williams wrote love themes for Padme and for Leia, and they both start with a phrase that begins with a sixth jump. Padme is a minor six. Leia is a major six, which is da 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 da. Remember that? That is also a major sixth. His love themes always jump a sixth at the beginning of the phrase. That's my nerd statement. I'm done. Wow. Okay. Well, we figured that out pretty that, quick, didn't he? I have no idea about anything music theory related, but that sounded very insightful. Yeah. I bet that was deep if I could have understood it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I will drink more margarita. Maybe that's what that that may be part of what uh, made some of his later stuff. Maybe because because he, he started going into minors. That may be part of what made a lot of his later stuff feel like swashbuckling music. That's, it all feels very seafaring now. Yeah. yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, even the Harry uh, Potter uh, theme. Yeah. Although very to be seafaring. equally nerdy in rebuttal, the first score that we know him for was a minor score. The Jaws theme is a minor second. Da-da. That's an ocean thing, though. Too, that's true. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like he start. You, you're like he ended up in my. Well, he started. That's a right. minor second. I guess that's dumb, fair. Dumb, hey, I remember. Dumb, isn't dumb, a really dumb, awful dumb. scene about to happen? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. This is the really. Isn't this the one where is, he could use his whip? This yes. Is, this is the so much. Oh God, yes. This is the Family Guy scene. <laughs> this is the this is the scene that Seth MacFarlane would make in Family Guy of an Indiana Jones <laughs> joke. That's yeah. what's about to happen here. So does this mean it's time to reference the South Park treatment of this movie? Oh, oh look, a trope. Gosh. Quicksand sucks. Yeah. yeah. Now, they hadn't had a quicksand scene. They had to no. have a quicksand yeah. scene. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I get, I, that was written on the fucking wall for an indie series. Three of these yeah. movies without a quicksand scene. I'll allow so that's, that. That's yeah. fine. But you have a whip, and you don't need to And they're actually the telling the truth about it. They're saying it's a mixture. It's, it's, you know, it's just it's a swamp is all quicksand is. It's not that big a deal. And, you know, he's actually being very straightforward That's true, about it. but it's not an indie moment. He would do that if he wasn't in peril. I think I don't think he would. St- he's never stopped peril in a moment to correct someone on an right. arcane piece of knowledge. He's he's not the kind he's of guy. He's full that's... of it, but he will usually 
fix the situation first. He's not the kind of guy that stops in the middle of an action sequence to teach. For, for a yeah. comedy teaching moment. For a comedy teaching moment, yeah. Although I, I, I do like... Where, I'm like, his, where uh, is his whip? Where did it go? Oh, well, they now probably, it's under well, the, the surface. The, but. Cause, cause well, if he the, has it later, we have a problem. Yeah. Aren't the, aren't the, the commies, like, didn't they take away his weapons yeah, and stuff? They're, so, they're yeah, prisoners, so... I do, but I do like the bit because he's like, just be calm. We're cool unless we have a void collapse. Pfft. Oh, well. <laughs> Great. In the chat room right after I did my whole thing about John Williams, <laughs> Mad Bad was like, this commentary is really informative. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. part of what makes this scene so terrible, A, it's how they get out. But B, it's just this awful contrived moment of, oh, now I'm going to tell you that he's your son. Yeah, right. It's, and there's, there's nothing that actually forces that moment to happen. Other than it's like, oh, it's the danger and the the heightened suspense of it. Also, this is really shitty for the snake. Really? You couldn't yeah. find a root or something? Yeah. Well, You're an asshole. The snake's going to be fine. I mean, a snake <laughs> is like a thigh with just, a head. Yeah, right? just, yeah, it's, it's just a big muscle. It depends. It's one long neck just waiting to be dislocated. Yeah. That's yeah. true, yeah. It looks like a king snake, actually. I have no idea. I'm just talking about my ass, but I'm on, my, I'm on, my, I'm on high <laughs> after the intervals conversation. <laughs> it does look like a king snake, though. That's a big one. Karen Allen is aging gracefully. Totally and God bless her. Her and, uh, and Jessica Harper, who are, again, still very much equivalent in my And mind. not Alice and Duty. Do we actually know what Alice and Duty looks like then? She kind of has she... that surprised face. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know if that's surgery or not, but... Oh, poor snake. Yeah. <laughs> Rubber snake, though, it may be. The whole time I'm thinking, that poor snake. poor snake. What did he do Why to anyone? Why are they anyone? so mean to snakes? And then this... He did. He just saved your life. <laughs> Thank you, Snake. <laughs> a little more appreciation. Yeah. Thank you, Twinkles. The snake's like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> you know, snakes eat bunnies, right? They eat bunnies, man. That snake ate a bunny. That snake ate your bunny. Yeah. Well, did you see uh, uh, Monty Python and the Holy the Quest yeah. for the Holy Grail? Yeah. I don't give that fu- fuck from bunnies. Yeah, bunnies tear your head off. Man. Listen, buddy. There's only one Holy Grail. Yeah. Uh, anyway. There is no current photo of Google image search, son. Has she has she done much since uh, she's done interviews for these? Okay, well that's good. <laughs> that's where I know her from. <laughs> this is this is great. She does not look bad. This is a machine that you know exists only to be in an Indiana Jones movie, but that's cool. I'm totally cool with that. But then they don't even like use that, do they? They no. they they well, use it do. so that they still have a path to fight yeah. on later. But but no, for they, the interminable fights. The but, but then the stuff. path continues past when this machine blows up. Well, they find a road. Uh, <laughs> sure. I know. Whatever. This no. This scene is a massive problem. I have a huge issue with yeah. this whole scene, but that's not the issue. That issue okay. is uh, involved in several of the issues. The CG in the scene goes from being I can see the argument you were making with yourself at night that this is still mostly practical to you're talking out of your ass, but it's not so much a problem with the actual vehicles. Oh, she's pretty. <laughs> Her eyes are getting farther apart, though. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder if eventually she'll be like a hammerhead shark. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still do her. Dude, you ever had sex with a hammerhead shark? It's awesome. It's awesome. They don't know if you're coming or going. Ah! Let me tell you, a lot of people can't tell that story. <laughs> so <laughs> True. true. That, that's a one-upsmanship <laughs> game. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, let me yeah. tell you about you the time. You want to judge me? Have you done it? You haven't actually yeah, done it. Yeah, looks exactly. Like she's aged better than I remember from seeing <laughs> I just recall in the interview her looking very much like the th- sort of Michael Jackson nose and big Kate Capshaw eyes. Where it's like, yeah. It might have been you know fresh after a thing. She actually looks a here? lot like the mom from Modern Family. Uh, Judy, Julie Bowen. She's cute. No, no, no. She, she yeah. does still look good. Julie Bowen is the mom. I, I was wrong. She looks good. I think. Might have just been having a bad face day on that one interview. 
Yeah, it's the this, whole the whole mutt being the son yeah, thing is kind of yeah. weirdly. Good, I take it back. Weirdly <laughs> handled. You know, it's like yeah. he spends way too much time. Coincidentally, apparently, with his own dad, you know, it's kind of like, get, get on already. We know, <laughs> yeah. we, we know that's his son for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know, it's like, or you know, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been interesting if the movie had gone a totally different way, where you go, well, of course it's his fucking son, and then at the end, it's like you find out the reason that Indy and Marion aren't together is because they had a son who died in infancy, nah. and, and and Mutt isn't, you know, no relation to Indy at all. Well, that'd be crazy. You know. Yeah, but, uh, or, but you know, but or wouldn't that be a night? Wouldn't that that's be a what I'm saying? And then, but then they become a family again. You know, yeah. Anyway. It's like it's all about new beginnings and stuff. It's, it's crazy. It's about the actual relationship. It's it's about the real relationship, not the relationship on paper. It doesn't matter whether he's your biological son or not. He. Oh, here actually, we go. This is a good indie romance moment. Oh, and, there must have been a few women. Yeah, there were a few, but they all had the same problem. They weren't you, sweetheart. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's an indie line. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great thing yeah. between them. And I love her look. She's like, oh, he yeah. wins. Uh, he wins. It. Anyone Damn got a, anyone got a towel? That's, yeah. that's 20 years of being a dick, just wiped clean <laughs> yeah. off the slate. <laughs> he was always good at that. He's really good at that yeah. shit. But, or, or better yet, a, a, as soon as he shows up and he's sent by Marion, Indy's immediately like, I see what's going on here, <laughs> and starts being really cool with him, and they develop a relationship, and then he finds out, <laughs> he's not your son. Why would you assume that? That's yeah. ridiculous. He's totally not your son. But, that's stupid. Yeah, see, that, that would be, I mean, call me crazy. I'm trying to, like, think outside the box as far <laughs> right. as how to do I'm trying to movie. play against your expectations. Yeah. yeah. Think outside the box that melts Nazis. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what would be great right about now is if there was an anthropomorphic monkey joke. Can we have that, please? Yeah. Uh, we can have four, sure. Sweet. We are here to deliver. Now, see, right about here, though, you're talking about, you, you mentioned early on about there are times when the movie feels like an Indiana Jones movie. Here, I think we're there. Yeah. We're a little CG-ish, but it's like, okay, the family's mom's driving. They got a rocket launcher. They're throwing <laughs> Nazis off of trucks. Okay. All right. Good. Let's see how they handle this as a family. We saw him do it when he was a single man. Now we're going to see the family version of this. We're going to see and the Incredibles goes, version of and it. And that goes well yeah. until the monkeys show up, yeah. I will say. I'm just, out of curiosity, I'm just bookmarking this. Uh, one hour, 16 minutes, We the sequence officially kind of started. I just want to see how long it goes. So gas prices are high, but they're going. Shit. They're getting lower the past getting couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. 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 Um, Kate Blanchett, I would have a lot of sex with her. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. I would have all the sex. I would, I would have, have two sex. I would, I would have, have two sex. I would have that. I will. I would have your sex with her and also all the rest. Okay, you can have that. <laughs> I love the way she points, Jones. <laughs> no, <laughs> see, Kate knows what movie she's yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Kate yeah, yeah. knows what she movie knows they're what making. movie she's in and what character she is. She, it, she it, watched it, Last Crusade sure. and she watched Walter Donovan. Oh, it even it even says that she's the one who is like, "This is my hair, black bob, like this." That's the way. Jumpsuit. I got a belt. I got a sword. They did find the most Russian-looking guy ever. Look at this guy. Oh, yeah. I think he Jesus. is Russian. Well, ye- I hope. <laughs> because if he's the most Russian-looking guy ever, that's where I would have started because looking. It, yeah. Because if he's Belarusian, <laughs> fuck it, man. Yeah. Just fuck it. Fuck those guys. He's actually Japanese. <laughs> Who knew? Well, you guys want to just shit on it now? I mean, we well, fixed it. Well, it's, it isn't worth shitting on well, yet, other than, I mean, they may have done some, do we know if they did any uh, sprucing for the Blu-ray? Because some of these comps are working fine and then sometimes it's kind of like well not so much maybe maybe uh this but, is the dvd oh it is the dvd so yeah they haven't done blu-rays yet oh okay so you know it's like a lot of it's working a lot of this you know i CD's lied where did those machines of, go a lot of this is actually is practical this was shot in uh in hawaii that with them driving not. well that was yeah, yeah the white the wide shots the wide shots are, yeah. are mainly practical uh, with with the white shots the white shots are practical where they but then uh they digitally 
turn the terrain more into raw jungle because it was a road, and sure, then they yeah. were like, yeah, dirt and plants. I remember when we did the one of the Geeks episodes, not the commentary, one of the talking episodes. We did like five talking about Indy 4 episodes. <laughs> we talked about it for a while. You can dig them up on downinfront.net slash geeksa, G-E-E-K-Z-A. What the fuck? G-E-E-K-Z-A. I named the show. I can spell it too. But I remember Dorkman talking about how he was watching like a little behind the scenes shit or something like that. It was like a Comic Con announcement or something. But they were like, "Yeah, Shia has been doing sword training and shit like that." And you're like, "Why does Shia have a sword? <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true." I was does like, Shia have a sword? Why, why would that? Why would that happen? Why would he be doing that? And Nate the Great helpfully points out the trope: uh, Stormtrooper Military Academy, Marksmanship Academy, Marksmanship yeah. Academy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's something about the fact that there's so many setups and payoffs that are completely orphan and unconnected in this that when they do actually get a setup payoff joins and they foreshadow something at least on paper properly, it just it it's like lost in the noise. It's well, no, it's it 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 comes across as even more glaringly terrible. The fact that they've set up the fact that he's a fencer and now we're gonna have this great big fencing sequence. Like, yeah, I see what you did there, movie. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you, good for you. Good for you. You connected you're so, a dot. You're, we're so proud of you, movie. Now, so, if you connected so all the other on. fucking yeah. dots, so you do know how to do this. Then right. you do understand, you understand how this the works. Basic you realize when involved. you clear a bar, you are now responsible for not clearing the other ones, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So that when you do clear the first bar, it just makes you all the more stupid when you run into the rest. Right. But again, a lot of respect for both of them because they're actually on moving vehicles doing this right yeah. now. So. Are you sure? They, well, this they've got, like they've a, got safety rigs. Are you this sure? looks like a stage where they have two moving platforms that they're standing on. Uh, in some, well, in some cases they two, were like, really they were platforms. really rolling through. So, in some cases, yes, you can clearly see. You know, there's behind the scenes pictures of them with blue screen behind oh. them. So, yes, that's definitely <laughs> happening. But there are also pictures of them doing this in the jungle, and they just have. Three, you know, you've, they've got the two cars on screen, and then they've got the other one with the camera and the, the rig. This looks so... Uh, iGem in the chat is right. This looks so fake. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's because that, you, that had to be... That's a, that's a you know, uh, rig because you can't... That shot couldn't exist. Right. You know, you, there's no way to have gotten that shot practically. I just don't understand. Which I, which I object to in, in shots in general. It's like you're trying to make us feel like these people are in jeopardy, and you're creating shots that cannot have been shot. And that's I've always objected to that. I want to talk a little bit while we're uh, now five, six minutes into the sequence uh, about Spielberg very specifically, explicitly, and adamantly claimed and maintained a statement that he didn't have to. <laughs> he didn't. No one put a gun to his head and say, "You will tell the fans that this is all practical. It's going to be twenty percent CG at most." Yeah, you don't have to make that shit up. I remember before this came out, I was telling people. Do you think? Who, who, cause, he cause, said that before they had done the sequence and realized I how many so. shit they had. How I much think so. Cleanup. Yeah. I, I think. I think that he... was the goal at the outset, and then they got into the edit bay or whatever, or you know, whatever you want to call it, and realized that oh shit, we need to go back and shoot some other stuff and make this make it work. I think he went in fully with the intention of doing it that yeah. way, and then that's not what happened. Right. But but and I do. Rem- George was in charge of post. Yeah, I could, because I I I also remember. Um, 
before this movie came out, I would I would talk to people about using visual effects, just just people like us about using visual effects in movies because people get really excited. They're like, oh, you know, computers are so cheap now, and I can like learn After Effects and do effects and stuff like that. And it's like you shouldn't do that. I mean, if you can't, it's good to have it available, but you shouldn't go out of your way to use visual effects. And I would use Spielberg as an example because up until this point, he kind of famously limited himself intentionally. He was like, I'm going to do like 400 effect shots in my movie. I'm not going to turn into George, but he never said that but that's basically what it seemed like i'm not going to turn into george where i'm digitally enhancing everything it's like i'm going to give myself a budget of 400 effect shots and if i come up with another idea i've got to take out another one like i've got to i've got to discipline myself and i would i would yeah and i would tell people that and then this movie came out and the first shot is a cg prairie dog for no reason and i'm like thanks spielberg for making me feel like an asshole (laughs) i've been walking around telling people that about you this this whole time and here i was saying you were different you were not like the others you were the chosen one yeah another thing that's great about it uh, you know any movie uh and it's an indie movie kind of gets away with more than anything else is like oh indie seems to be driving an amphibious vehicle yeah i wonder if that's gonna have a payoff of some kind but then right here at this point as as this I think that guy made the smart move, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. In that situation, I'm like, get off, hurt your neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you that, might get a bruise if you jump out now. But like driving along the cliff there, because the cliff is so clearly digital, and I mean it's well done, but something about it just it doesn't feel it doesn't have the reality of This of is doing an Indiana Jones movie forever, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually on only film. if you consider this movie what an is Indiana Jones. Does Indiana Jones movie? Mean? Did anyone know? Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. cool. But um, like this whole thing, I have no sense of peril because I'm looking at that and I'm like, that is a comp. Yeah. Right. There is no question in my mind that that's a comp. Not to mention, you know? um, he survived uh, yeah. Nuke. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, really. Like, like suddenly, white hat monkeys. They suddenly, don't the bad guys. Suddenly, are. little monkey friends doesn't seem that bizarre, really. Yeah. And yet, I still manage to feel insulted by it. Is there a phantom edit in this movie? Is there a, we just start taking things out and it works a bit better? You're still going to be disjointed bits because if there's not a setup or I don't know a payoff, how to, I don't know how to get Mutt back in the car. That's the only missing yeah. thing. You could cut most of the sequence. Well, I guess I guess if he doesn't get pulled off in the in the vines, then... Uh, then you just skip it all together. Yeah, then we just skip it to the... Now, this upcoming bit here with the ants is great, especially when he gets stuck up in the... Uh, there's ants all around him, but they won't go around like they they're in the middle of a field of ants but they won't go near the skull yeah. which gives them a little perimeter to fight and if you fall out it's like sumo wrestling you're in the ant will kill you zone right that's cool i like that even though they're a little slapsticky they are scary and the cg is great so it totally works now this is also the first time where you get a really reliable proof positive that the power of the hat theory was either never their intention or they <laughs> dropped it along the way right uh yeah well, because we'll his hat comes off that. and he wins this i think is the the most legitimately scary scene sequence of this film. It's the only time where I'm like really on my edge about what's going to happen to these guys, even even though you know they're not going to die because they're the heroes and it's an indie film. But still, there's there's still a real sense of terror, at least for me, in, in this one section. Because bugs, am I right? Yeah. Seriously. Uh, oh, good stunt. Good stunt. Good stunt. Good stunt. Good stunt. Good stunt. Good stunt, man. Good stunt, guys. Good stunt. We'll good just stunt. keep saying that until mine? something else happens. Mine? 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 Stunt? And then the crab is like, hi. Finding Nemo is a good movie. Yeah. Let's talk about that movie It's interesting when you've got the like the weird beat-up makeup like that. Well, not weird, but because 
you've got to wear it for like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to go into to makeup and and put that on for like two weeks while you're shooting. And they've got... had to have that hair for like six months. Yeah, and also, well, also the fact that, um, because I've I've done a, a couple of random things where I've had like makeup uh, bruises and stuff, huh. and you're not hurt. You it's makeup, right? So you're not hurt, so you're fine. You you just walk around and you forget, and then you see yourself in the mirror, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> wow, <laughs> good trope, guys, good trope. Uh, Nate the Great points out, this is a giant mook. A minion or henchman too big, strong, or well-armed to be an ordinary mook, but not interesting enough to be any of these other examples they have. And mm. here's where it gets really specific. Uh, giant mooks usually require more effort to kill than ordinary mooks. The hero may need to land a series of nasty martial arts blows before they sink to their <laughs> knees. They don't go flying when you hit them. Sometimes they seem, may seem too strong for the hero to kill, but then they are fortuitously for the hero caught up in the machine. Yeah, they're a mini boss. Yeah, yeah. and they always well, get yeah. they always get eaten up by the surroundings. And, and it happens that, in, uh, a, in Raiders yeah, with a, the guy in the propeller. It's a standby of, of Indiana Jones. It's, it's the, the guy, guy that gets the, caught the in the guy in the conveyor belt. Yeah, Con- which is the same guy. <laughs> guy, well, it, the Raiders and the it the Raiders no, airplane airplane yeah. guy and the conveyor belt guy in in Doom is literally the same stunt guy. Yeah, and, the, and he was and supposed to be in uh, Crusade, but they ended up. No, he, he wasn't. He, he is in Crusade. He is in Crusade very briefly. He doesn't do, a but big he doesn't thing, have the same kind of fight scene yeah, that he has yeah. in the first two. And yeah. he probably would have been in this, but uh, Pat Roach is the guy. Yeah, um, he probably would have been in this, but I believe he passed okay, away. Okay, here's the thing: great effect, unbelievable action. Yeah. <laughs> Great effect. Yeah. It looked realistic for something that yeah. would not they, happen. Yeah, they do do That's that. That's hard. They, Ants do they do, do that, that, though. They'll form a tower? I know they form a out ball of, to get across the rivers. Out of themselves, yeah. Yeah. They, they, that, that specific they, a tower just to like, I'm going to bite that lady up there is a little bit much. But hey, there's a crystal skull that's repelling yeah. ants in the okay. same scene. <laughs> okay. but, uh, but yeah, they do build, they build little okay. stacks and towers. Okay, the fact that they'll do that, now I'm scared of ants. Yeah. They do that. No, they build bridges out of themselves to cross... Mike, get that little guy off the couch, will you? I freaked him out. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, no, I just thought you you had a cat or something. I was like, wait, what are we talking about? Poor Tesla. Uh, 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 so we have stay still for that. We've already passed the point where, but the power of the hat theory has gone completely shit. It's the fact that he gets dragged into it that terrifies me. <laughs> bad ants, bad. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty horrific. I gotta say. But yeah, so the whole point of the power of the hat is he lost his hat, but he's, it didn't fucking affect him at all as a character. So. Fuck that. Never mind. It was my hat. <laughs> yeah, Give me that back. Get out of yeah. the way. See, it's Indy. It's Indy himself. <laughs> they know better. He had the power Aww. of the hat all along. <laughs> <laughs> in the chat room, Pat Roach, uh, elsewhere says, Pat Roach died in 2004. Yeah. Uh, age 67. <laughs> but he punched a lot Cause of, of guys death, in his propeller day. blade. Yeah. In the chat, iJim says, was it during a stunt? In the chat, Mad Bad Cody says, was it the hula hoop? <laughs> <laughs> was it the door? That makes sense if you watch the live shows, which you don't. Mm-hmm. You should. Also join the forum. Also give us money for pizza. As I recall, another kind of lame, like, oh, yeah, you were, you did this, you know, t- 20 minutes of, you know, 20 minutes of awesome, you know, other than monkeys and trees, you know, action and stunts and fun. And then no, then yeah, suddenly okay. like, oh, yeah, 20, this, mi- 20 minutes of, of, oh, no, Indy, not the face. And yeah. then, oh. Oh, Indy, you'll be fine after a mile of waterfalls downward. Yeah, we'll just drive into a tree. Yeah, in, off a this cliff. feels like the Jurassic Park ride or something. Just into yeah. the water. And... <laughs> Although the payoff is great. Yeah. The, the, ow. <laughs> Killed a bunch of people though, didn't we? Yes, dear. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, if that just hadn't been quite so stupid, that that would have been that would have worked. It's it's goofy. 
but it doesn't work here. Yeah. I mean, what uh, really? What is the difference between this goofiness not working versus Crusades? Well, it's like the extremity of the goofiness. Well, what, in the, what, in, in what Crusade, what's the equivalent in Crusade of ex- that? Exactly. In the, yeah. In in Crusade, uh, you know, he sits down and and. And uh, uh, a hidden staircase opens, and Indy falls down it. In this, they drive off a cliff and slap <laughs> half a dozen communists <laughs> yeah. into the river. Well, they drive, the thing below. is, they drive off a cliff, not even as a plan, but just because yeah. the brakes don't work. Happen to land in a tree, which and gently, gently lower than the, the, the river. She did plan and it. It was her idea, and then Indy was like, "Bad idea." Okay, well, yeah. th- that's actually not better. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, trope: inevitable waterfall. Of course. Yeah. Which has been used to great effect in uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Sure, I love the Emperor's New Groove so much. Uh oh, can't tell looks, me. Karen looks very. We're about to go over a giant waterfall. Yep, sharp rocks at the bottom, most likely. Bring it on. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> also, last of the Mohicans. Well, they are inevitable. Yeah, yeah. Just, Just like this, Agent Smith. This again is is a moment that we've referenced several times, and I said it, um, you know, back when I've said it several times, but it's. This is not what happens in an indie movie. Indy doesn't go over the waterfall and it's like, wow, that was fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Indy goes, oh shit, a waterfall. I will die. Fine, yeah, I'll die and everyone else will too. But really, it's me I'm worried about because he'd be in a, a boat full of Nazis, not his family. Um, and he's like, oh shit, I got to get out of he here. He gets out of the boat. He manages to get out of the boat and the Nazis slash communists go over and die. And that's how an indie movie generally would go. But since he's a superhero, fuck it. Why not? And his superhero powers extend to everyone else in the boat with him. Is this a John McClane problem? It's yes. Exactly it's the, the exact John same McClane problem as John McClane. Yes. yes. When, once you get to, you know, in, the, in Die Hard 1, it's like, oh, he's barefoot and bleeding and, and he's so vulnerable and dying. Walking and in, on glass is like the yeah, act. He does not want to walk across that glass. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. Right. And in the fourth movie, it's like, hey, a helicopter. I'll shoot it with a car. <laughs> Why? Why not? Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. On purpose. Because I'm out of bullets. Yeah. And I'm John fucking you, McClane. It's a good line, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome in the trailer. Yeah. Okay, we're almost fucking there, right? We're almost uh, to the third act. Yeah, uh, we're okay. getting close to the third act. Yeah. Ugh. Here he is talking in his stupid riddles and shit. Another thing where it's like we didn't have a big problem with. It. I mean, we, we 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 joked about it, but we didn't have a big problem with it in Raiders. But you guys are hiding in the walls. <laughs> how long have you been there? And how often do you get like a false positive and break out of the walls? And then it's like, ah, John. <laughs> Fuck, oh. don't come in the front door. Dude. I, I, we know I, that's the people, other people door. I, I thought I heard something, so I thought I was going to check it out. God, go to your other hole. You, <laughs> go to your hole. Oh, look, go to the hole, you <laughs> guy. There are those magical torches, <laughs> that, again, that are just waiting to be lit. As referenced in the uh, last crusade, that was a trope. <laughs> I'm not even going to look at the link, but uh, Nate points out a trope called, I'll do this, all right, let's see. Mayan Katik. Which I think is a mix of Mayan, Incan, Aztec. Mm. Ah, yes. I'm so, assuming. G- so general Central American. Yeah, general, general that. But like, there are certain there are certain clues of the culture that, you know, spe- specific to the culture that a lot of production design is like, man, just all of them, yeah, ancient yeah. Mexican. Yeah. As, if, as if they aren't totally different cultures separated yeah. by thousands of years and thousands of miles. Do you really need these guys? No, not at all. Why do you have them there? I think to give you the poster, and the poster to give you that, so it, it gives you that false sense of that scene from. Uh, I know I've talked about this. He's running on the field, away from the group right. of guys. In, in close, in, 
in the poster of uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is basically the same shot as the beginning of, of Raiders when he's running from the uh, the Hovitos. And I think... I think <laughs> I would have understood that if I spoke oh, Hovitos. Oh, it's too bad you don't. Uh, which I think was very deliberate. Uh, try, just trying to cash they in on... They were manipulating you, Brian. They were. They were, Well, they were manipulating through the marketing. Oh, remember that scene you love in the first movie? This is that movie again. Yeah, it's that same movie. And really, it's not. And it's... I think, I think John Hart should should start like using the crystal skull as like his little hand puppet friend. And what do you think, Mr. Skull? I think we should go to the left. <laughs> he thinks we should go to the left. <laughs> that would be great because the skull is psychic too. Yeah, exactly. It would actually like, be giving John Hart him is already true. insane, so he'd be like, yeah. okay. It would actually so, be giving him correct information, yeah. just coming out and just everyone else madly. is like, oh my god, yeah. the skull's never been wrong. We have to do it. <laughs> We have to do it. Just, just accept it. Just pay. Just do what the skull says. <laughs> and that, someone else says, I think. Do what the skull says. Yeah. And that would be a great example of goof, the kind of goofiness that does belong in an Indiana Jones film, where yeah. that happens, and then everybody else kind of looks at each other and goes, "Okay, oh, okay." It's been that kind of day already. All so. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna roll with it now. Don't break the walls. It's okay. Just wait for the next ones. Don't break the. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Now, I'll call cut. Guys, if there was anything wrong, I'll call cut. And you won't. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. James. Yeah. And what's the, what's the one guy that gets his leg hung up as he's coming out? Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and it looks kind of awkward and takes just one beat too long. Reset. Why do you need to hide in the walls? You've got all those rooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the point of hiding in the walls exactly? Trope. Chased by angry natives. Yeah, for sure. This movie's full of tropes. I think we're good on tropes. Thank you, Nate. This is a beautiful. We beautiful. have troped too hard. It's a beautiful set, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, this, this has anyone ever, has anyone ever been to an actual you know? Yeah, no, no. I, I have. I have not. I've been to. Um, Did you bring a slinky? Nicaragua. Well, I was, not Nicaragua. No, no you, well, you went to Nicaragua, but you never, Nicaragua, you never got to go. Yeah. Um, I went to actually it was um, Honduras. <laughs> Trey's like, is that is that your life? I'm remembering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this one time. Wait, that wasn't me. And we, well, it's like that one time I was working on the abyss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, in uh, Nicaragua. It's like the producers. I'm not even having flashbacks of my own life <laughs> in Nicaragua, which again I never went to because I keep meaning to say Honduras, where I've been. Um, Honduras, we went uh, into the mainland, and they have, um, I believe, oh, God, I believe they are Incan ruins, I think. Um, and then, and there's a, it's this huge, uh, huge city, which only which part of which they've excavated. And and the, the part that they've excavated looks a lot like this, although it's even cleaner. The You know, the, the temples don't have the vines on them, and they've cleaned them up. There are other things that are all around that look like just, oh, look at that big hill. It's like, that's not a hill. That's another temple. We just haven't yeah. dug it out of, you know, now it looks like a hill. It's covered with trees and stuff. But it's actually another temple under there. So here's the thing. Why does the uh, psychic need a double uh, agent, really? Yeah. Or tracking or, devices. Yeah, tracking device. Why yeah. isn't she like, oh, I believe that they are eyes, you know, she's flashing. Not a very I sense she's not a, very a good presence psychic. I've not felt. Yeah. In, uh, it's, she, she has forgotten. Not only has the movie forgotten, she has forgotten that yeah. she's psychic. Yeah. So anyway, the... They look like this. I mean, they actually yeah. fucking look like this, except they're you know, cleaned up with the the stones cleaned up. Yeah, and it's really kind of like it's really mind boggling. I've to, seen to stand holy there shit. And it was see one of those. It was actually crazy. I've never been, but um, you know, uh, I I watched a lot of. Well, you've already qualified yourself for yeah, the next statement. I've, uh, <laughs> I don't actually have any facts yeah, to back no. this up. No, no, no. But I've seen a lot. You see the pictures of like Machu Picchu, specifically Machu Picchu. I've seen a lot of pictures of them. Like not chicken. It's a. Yeah, that seems that seems interesting. It seems like like a football field and a couple huts or whatever. Like from the up, you know, because yeah. it's always this really They're high huge. view, They're fucking huge stuff like that. And then I saw on um, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, he went to wherever it is, Chile or, or Peru or, or wherever it is, and he went to Machu Picchu, and it's like, holy shit, that's.
that's fucking massive. That's a giant because you see him standing in it and looking around. It's like, whoa! I didn't realize that that was like a city. <laughs> so it's it's really cool and really crazy just to think of. To, to to look at stuff like that and go, people live there. This yeah. isn't just like buildings and and set dressing. This was a society. This you is know? an entire civilization. Yeah. Is the yeah. right word. I mean, we don't because of our our Western st- kind of conquistador colonial mindset right. of where we came from. Oh, we showed up and we and we yeah. gave the the, 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 yeah. the savages. That's uh, when history started. Yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> no, but, but no, but no. Seriously, they. You're, they had their own shit going you're on. You're absolutely right. It, it, that's 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 a great point to make. It was a civilization, and I look at that stuff, and I'm like, "That's awesome. Why didn't we do that? Yeah. Why, why couldn't why couldn't modern culture have evolved from that as opposed to the Western right. culture, the European huh. culture? Which which is well, I mean, we should be careful not to fall into the noble savage fallacy because the, sure. I mean, yeah. yes, there was they, a lot of built... beheading. The, the central feature of the, of the one I went to was the was the altar in the center of the courtyard where the guys who lost football games would be beheaded. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know. uh-huh. Which which is was like, as it's like Texas, as, as the president said. <laughs> now now if if professional sports worked that way today, I'd watch, but uh, but it doesn't anymore. Seth points out. This is basically just a giant version of the cantilevered weighted thing that the head was on in Raiders. Yeah, well, yeah, that's another just, that's another classic one. trope is the intricate stone mechanical sure, machines yeah. or whatever, which, I mean... Indiana, I got one in my bedroom. Indiana Jones didn't invent it, but Indiana Jones yeah. kind of popularized it for our generation. And you can get away with a lot of shit if you're like, and also yeah. aliens. And this one, yeah. this one is the biggest of all. This, yes. This one's like, okay, this one's clearly only... There's no reset on this machine. For the for the aliens, it's like By the, okay, I, so uh, oh, I see. Yeah, this is all happening. We have to chase and run down this thing. Yeah, d- don't put don't put John Hurt in front in this situation. That's the re- that's the lesson. It's a chicken. Ah, I couldn't not say it. Every time I what? say Chichen Itza, Chichen Itza, I had to go. It's a chicken. Gesundheit. Have you have you seen anyone about that? Condition? I got problems, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got I got ninety nine problems, but a Chichen Itza isn't one. Saints. Seth in the corner goes, "Why would you build this?" Yeah, exactly. He's like, "What is the purpose of this thing, other than to kill people?" Why do you exist, thing? <laughs> this was for whoever built this. This was a coffee and bagels building. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wait, this is in case someone comes, so that it kills them. Why? But in such a, just, but should we just a way make it so they still p- get in? Yeah. So why do we have to encode the secret to how to make it work yeah. on it? And put stairs in. Yeah. Why not just a pit? Why not just they fall and die? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there shouldn't be a timer on the stairs. Just right. no yeah. stairs. And then there's, no these, stairs. there's these conquistadors well, here, <laughs> which is like indicates that it's fired before and dumped them onto the spikes, which conveniently no one got dumped on in this version. Um, it's like, okay, so who, who, who reset this one? Uh, obviously the... the the, the natives. native brothers yeah, actually, the sword. The Hovidos. Actually yeah. that would have that would have uh been interesting if like in in uh, Last Crusade the communists had already caught up with them and been like come on let's go. It would have been like and, uh, in the very beginning. Yeah, like, and two and or it, three of them died. Yeah. Oh look, they're all on spikes. Yeah. That's not or, good. Or yeah, I mean you well you go back to that that structure and that kind of setup that exists in the earlier movies where you know you have some version of Forrestal in this movie and Forrestal goes in and falls on the spike and Indiana yeah. just goes, "Oh, Forrestal." That he would have been good. a j- good job for Mac, who otherwise serves no really yeah. useful yeah. function. Other than guys, to uh, betray them, which yeah. Did you guys like the first again. National Treasure? I never yes. saw it. I did. Yeah. Never yeah. saw it. Yeah. How I, would you I'm like to see uh, a slightly updated, names-changed version of that as in D4? Something along those lines. The difference that's being... That's what they were trying that's to do a, that's, with that's National Treasure. Uh, well, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And well, National Treasure was uh, more of a... That's more, you know, colonial history, not God history, but it's... I thought it was a really cool 
Basically, substituting Ben Franklin for Jesus. I think, you could, I think you, that yeah, you could do anything. The supernatural aspect, yeah, you just have to update a little more, uh, substitute Reagan for Jesus, and then it's it's perfectly <laughs> modern. Searching for Reagan's tomb, um, where he has the secret to the economy. Yeah, but um, the, the the whole thing for me, part of the appeal of of Indiana Jones is the supernatural element yeah. that that I like about it. So, um, <laughs> elsewhere in the chat, Mac is a quadruple agent. Why yeah. would you write a story like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, just, it makes no sense. I do like that moment. You're up. Carry the one. <laughs> Triple agent? He's a sesquitouple agent. That's the kind of thing that you would see in an 11-year-old's fan film of Indiana right. Jones. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a quintuple agent. No, it's, no. The, it's the kind of thing you'd see in a great satire. Yeah. yeah well, or exactly. That, yeah. That's, the, that's the moment but where I'm saying like... It, it, that, that idea played straight would be an eleven-year-old's where, where he says, or where he's like, "You're a, you're a double agent. You're, you're a quadruple agent. No, I'm an actually an octuple agent because I'm also blah 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 blah." And then he goes back and forth senselessly a couple more times that no one is even going to know about, but has to make it clear. <laughs> he's just too proud of the facts to, to <laughs> not explain it all at the end. Exactly, it's like uh, Sizemore at the end of Strange Days, where it's like, "I gotta tell you this. This yeah. is something awesome. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're really going to appreciate this." So right here coming up, uh, when the, when they actually open the little doorway here, this was like my referred coffee and bagels moment. Because this was not the uh, a mo- this isn't a moment that's like inappropriate that I'm like, they made this on purpose. It's a cool but, prop. Uh, it's it's a cool but it's a thing I watch and I'm like, man, this is a just a big movie. Like they had to build this whole thing mm-hmm. and that's what sent me back in time through the movie, like the you know, the camera pans into my pupil as I'm like, <laughs> they did all this work for this movie. And but they did this and they made that choice. Crash zoom back and they, out and Mike's like Whoa! Yeah, exactly. So that was my <laughs> you, you crash zoom out from your pupil and your face is just shaking. Yeah, like was, like Dave Bowman like from two thousand one. <laughs> that was my completely should have should have hired a poet. Um my that God. was my completely Should have ref- hired Tom Stoffer. Yeah. Should have hired Tom Stoffer. <laughs> that was my referred uh, coffee and bagels moment. I'm like, there was nothing wrong with the moment that triggered it, <laughs> but but it sent me back through the whole yeah. movie, realizing how inappropriate the rest of it was. It's that it's that classic thing. It's like if you if you come away from a movie going, wow, that was a really awesome set. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you, you know, for a moment, okay, you go, that was that was a really awesome set. But as they it's say, like, I, I I know exactly. Yeah, it's the same for me because I go. And I said, well, that is, well, I yeah. guess they probably, let's see, they probably mass produced those tiles, I yeah. imagine. You know, like, as far as what the fuck's happening yeah. in the story right now, I You're I, not supposed to come cares? away humming yeah. the production design. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chat room is on fire today. I love, uh, by the way, though. Well, I, that sounds bad. I do love this scene. Just yeah. this image. The, the this image, image, yes. Before they start collecting on yeah. each other, the image of the image of the 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 room know, of these gods, the room, the thirteen the thirteen skeleton gods with one of them missing a head and slouched yeah. in his throne, amazing. Yeah, I, I can totally see like that pops into. I give you that head, image, and you can like, write a whole movie. I'm making yeah. a movie. Yeah. This yeah. is the movie I'm writing. Yeah, absolutely. In the chat, um, uh, elsewhere is like. Who builds a door that can only be opened by walking up close and touching it with your head? <laughs> and then he also points out, when we're talking about double agents, uh, Dodgson quotes a line from Community where he says, at that point, you're not even really a double agent. You're just doing a bunch of random stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you're it's just like, an asshole. You're not even, there's yeah. not even a, a number to your agency. You're yeah. just a dick. After double agent, you're kind of a douche. Yeah. Well, it, You're making it up as you go. There's only two sides, unless, unless there's three sides, <laughs> which there isn't in this yeah. case. So... The most you can be is a double agent. So just t- if you're not or a triple couple- agent, I guess you could be. Yeah, you could be a triple agent, I suppose. But if you're an octuple agent, then just divide by two, and that's what you actually are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, there's just a guy who can't make up his mind. Yeah. 
<laughs> that that would be a great that would be a great indie line though. It's like sweet. I'm, is, so wait, what are you exactly? Well, I'm a quadruple agent. <laughs> and for Indy to go, no, you're just an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're Punch. just an asshole. Punch. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect Indy line. Yeah. I like I like that bit here where she's going up there. It's like, no, nah, we'll, we're just going to be going now. <laughs> I've been through too many of these okay. to be anywhere near that. Steps out sideways like a like a Family Guy take. Exactly. <laughs> Run. Yeah. I'll be in the other room and you let me know how this goes. I'll be in the other room and he's just like cut to Indiana Jones in the room with all the treasure, just checking his watch, yeah. maybe having a cigarette, and then all of a sudden the walls fall down and gold starts falling in. He's like, there it is, out. <laughs> Everyone comes running towards yeah. him. Told uh, you. A just, wall of lava comes out. A bunch of monkeys are here. He's no, like, I just picture him like sitting outside on the steps smoking a cigarette, just kind of waiting, and then everybody runs out with a puff of smoke chasing them behind. He goes, yep. That's Called about right. <laughs> yeah. Told you. Called it. So uh, melting, fast aging, what, uh, head exploding, what exactly? Dude, it was a wall of lava. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen that one oh, before. Yeah. Turned yeah. out the whole place was a spaceship. Oh, that's oh, new. Oh, that's ooh. new. That's good. That's that good. That is new. Is it still here? No. It's, oh. Oh. <laughs> now, if we can re- re- right. recreate okay. the classic line from the two years ago where we did this. <laughs> I think it was Dorkman who said, yeah, yeah, give me the gift. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the gift. Yes, here's the gift of making a head explode. Yeah, of burning out your eyes and brain. Yeah, yeah. and then what was the rest of that run? Yeah, it was well, like, that was, it was like, that, actually that was this, you. This, this gift is for someone else. So if you see him, yeah. if you can pass it along, <laughs> yeah. this gift is for <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the, yeah, aliens. They're sweet. Please don't animate. Do anything but animate. Just sit yeah, there and just look don't cool. Don't move them. Don't move them because they're fucking skeletons. That's not the actual aliens. That's their fucking skeletons. Actually, they are multi-dimensional beings. Okay. In point of fact, what? Yeah. First well, of all, thanks for pulling that out of your no. ass. No. Yeah. Second of all, what? It's kind of funny yeah. to hear Spielberg tell that story because he's like, "I didn't want to do aliens," and I told George no aliens. He's like, "What if they're multi-dimensional beings?" I was like, "That's great. What do they look like?" He's like, "Aliens." Aliens and flying <laughs> saucers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fixes well, that, it. That's Fixed so it. much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Spielberg Are just, we ever going to say that in the movie? Nope. Nope. Spielberg just pinched his nose and went. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the chat Dodson's like, um, no, we've had this discussion. They're not aliens at the end of the movie. They're robots. They're highly advanced mechas. That's <laughs> okay. it. Okay. All right, cool. There you go. No. I'm down with that. Now, um, and now it's like a Disneyland ride. It like, is. Here we go. Wow, this is violent. No one will be seated. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of this looks really good. It's great. Uh, the shot where they all collect. Oh, he does say it. He says it. There it is. Interdimensional beat. Yeah, but you're, he's fucking nuts. Don't yeah. listen to him. That, yeah, I love, I love that that's the line he says. Like, oh, now you're talking sense. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Well, they, they point that out. Go, oh, so you're saying again. This let's, is like the end of Twister. Look at this. Bum, bum, ba, bum, oh, my God. Bum, who are these people? Bum, 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 bum. It's a point of gateway to another dimension. They all said leaping to conclusions like amazingly. He's a yeah. nightcrawler. <laughs> oh, yeah? What do you think it is? I thought so. Yeah, my answer's as good as yours. Let's th- get the I fuck out of too. here. My hand puppet friend says it's actually magical mice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Grail alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I here we go. How come it didn't suck her up into the thing? Because she wants to know. Her cheekbones are keeping her down because she's the closest the movie has to the final boss. Yeah. Tragically. Sort of, but not really in any way. And again. Kind of going back to the Raiders thing, which maybe was the point, which is if Indy just gave At her the, the end, sk- Indy just got the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, if Indy just gave her the skull and went, have some fun with that. Right. Same thing. Yeah. He could have. He could have. No given actual it, difference. Yeah. Could have given it to her at the campsite. 
we just lost me. Gone home. We just lost me right now. Oh, here's where you pay Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I but don't. you have to make her head explode. I do get that. I she's the she's ostensibly the villain. You got to blow up her head. Well, yeah, that's how this move the, these movies work. Her head blowing up is not the problem. Yeah. The fact that she's not the villain right. is is the problem. <laughs> Had she done anything problem. actually villainous through the rest of this movie, her head melting would have been great. Yeah. Hey, she she blew out a a, a fuse, fuse box, box yeah. by man. Yeah, with that's, her brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you're annexing trade routes. And by the way, I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was totally. She was, she was talking about in the the behind the scenes thing about how, yeah, being a psychic. I mean, that totally, that totally works because the the Russians had had research into that, which is absolutely true. They were they were trying anything they could to beat us, much like the um, Nazis, much like the Nazis. Um, although apparently a lot of a lot of that Nazi lore is is apocryphal Mm -hmm. uh, about them chasing down paranormal things but i don't care because that's a cooler story (laughs) and i'd rather think about Uh, that than the holocaust um uh, yeah Uh, uh, yeah uh, i I especially love how it even gets close it's like oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah how about this you don't like my face how do you like my face now how would you like to know who killed jfk so thanks for finally bringing the last skull back and you know letting us go home yeah yeah (laughs) yeah But you did it for the wrong reasons. No, <laughs> no, it's yeah. just they they did do a good thing. It's just that's the Dick Cheney of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> that should be then that should be obviously. This um, is great. I love this panic moment where they're like, It's filling with water, we're fucked. Wait, no, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, yeah. It's that's gonna the, suck, but here we go. No, here we go. We're just gonna go up now. That's a pretty awesome scene. Like look at those Either four that actors or like, oh shit. God just flushed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait. No, wait. Uh, oh, right. No, no. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. There's a hole up there. We're not going to get smashed against any any sticks or anything. So there's really no jeopardy much of any. It's just going to be in a geyser or it's something. It's a fun yeah. ride. Yeah. Even though I don't think water works that way. I wish way. my kidney stones would do that. I don't think you can just kind of float it up to the top there. Well, if it has well, if if there's pressure behind it. If there's it, more then, water yeah. underneath, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Now, this... Uh, Beautiful. You've got to give it to right? this. It's a big old one, and it is... Just unbelievable, perfect. It's quite something. There's a lot going on in the shot. At least, at least a dozen Sims at any given time. Yeah, this Probably, is gnarly. Uh, just everything is going on, and it never sheds its like touching photo real matte painting good yeah. painterly. The, look. Well, this this yeah. is it's always that good. This this it's resulting it's, in by the way a massive real flow simulation. Yeah, I as mean, if it wasn't complicated enough. We were talking about you know earlier with the uh, oh, look at that slowly revealing the saucer, which I love. We were talking about. Uh, earlier with the the atomic bomb and the the mushroom cloud, it's like those are the two images. Th- those are maybe the throne room. It's like <laughs> and, he, and he's just standing there. Look yeah. at that fucking shot. Debris the size of house. Oh, hey, 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 we don't need to Yeah, it's it's very much the idea where it's like I want to see Indy in it's a it's a fifties B movie. I want to see Indy standing mushroom in front cloud? of a mushroom cloud and, and a saucer. flying saucer. Yep. That's what I want. And you know what? I'm totally down with that. Yes. <laughs> those two bits I get, and I'm totally behind. I, I just ha- the pieces con- didn't sew sto- together as well. As, right, conceptually, you know, I have no problem have. with that. The, the you still have the issue of folding the magic bean of this movie into the magic bean of the others. But right. if you can do that successfully, then yes. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Motherfucker. That's, that, that, that is the that is the ultimate coffee donut moment right there. I was like, wow. <laughs> that was. I'll a put lot of I, people worked a long time. That, that shot that was made like, it to revision one thousand. That was like two years of people working oh, yeah. to get that shit done. They earned their dinner, I tell you what. Into the space between spaces. That's a great Just line in another. With, 
story. <laughs> this, these lines that are just, that are given the weight as if they're the final key to yeah. un- unlocking the meaning of the movie. Someone, someone says, I don't understand. Yeah, no, I don't, nobody yeah. does. It's all right. Oh, God. Fuck. Damn. They're, <laughs> they wanted treasure. Their treasure was knowledge. Knowledge was their treasure. Yeah, that's... One I, tin what? soldier rides away. <laughs> I I, so wait that, a, wait a I get a dollar every time <laughs> I say treasure. Yeah, that, treasure. I do remember. Treasure. That, I do remember Beep. that upsetting me. Their treasure was knowledge. Knowledge was their treasure, and I just. <laughs> you it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. And so, although so... wait a second. So the natives, while not terribly nice to our heroes, were still human beings with feelings and credit cards and they things. They were not. They were different colors. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they lived did in not a speak wall. English. According, you know. they totally lived in a wall. But they're all dead now. Yeah. Through no fault of their own. Yeah. We are the heroes. Just for hey, <laughs> worshiping false god, man. That that yeah. that'll get mm. you every time. That'll piss God off. Wait till the Christians find that one out. You're welcome, Clayton. <laughs> In the chat room, Clayton says, "My pants get moist every time Teague does that Harrison Lord voice." Oh dear. <sighs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> My treasure is power. Some... Like that line goes, it means that Sean Connery is somewhat laughing that he didn't have to make this movie. It's called Sputnik. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're talking about Sean Connery as if he's not dead. It's like, yeah, he's, he's sitting in his estate in Scotland laughing. <laughs> Look at this. Make it bigger. It's not a font. It's a painting. <laughs> how about you scrape those letters off and paint them bigger? Yeah, that's not how this works. That's and one of those, by the way, as an effects artist, that's, that's the, the kind of note you literally ignore. Yeah. People give you like a list of things to change, and you're like, nope, I'm not going to change that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. You don't pay me enough, and the deadline is too soon. Guess what? No, I will not make the letters yeah. bigger. And Nor much, much bigger. I won't do either of the things you want me to do. <laughs> but I'll, but I'll, I'll take my check, please. But I'll make them shiny, and you'll think that's the same thing. <laughs> How about this? Uh, blue stroke? Yeah. Would that work? I'm not buying the marriage. I love no. all the rim lights. It's like, oh, hey, it's been 20 years, and we still smile at each other. Let's do this. You Let's know what? I've seen, I've seen marriages yeah. last longer or over we, less. And they were we testing the priest. We've Why ha- did they pick a guy who looks like Hitler? We've had the kid. We really. What do we need to get married for? Exactly. It's the 50s. Well, the that's what. Oh, oh yeah. I love old fogey weddings. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Very, very good. Jolly good show. Although, if John Hurt came to my wedding and clapped, I would like that. Yeah. And Jim Broadbent can come, too. Applaud for anything, you two. Just, <laughs> just make me feel good about myself. And the, and the, and if the, I had the money, I would pay them to just stand when the movie's done, and clap, uh, but I did yeah. things. <laughs> Hurt and Broadbent are like, what are we clapping for? And Spielberg's like, oh, when the movie's done, we're going to have uh, them standing up there, and it's going to be happy. There's going to be an alien. Just for now, just clap, and I'll put it in there later. This is a great moment. Yeah. This is a, this got the laugh out of the audience where it's like, uh, oh no, don't no, no, you, no, he no didn't. Oh, you're fuck not, you, don't fuck even, you, you're not even gonna. Okie doke, takes the hat away. Not just yet. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If the movie had like earned that, that would have been yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah. be a great that moment. Been, yeah. That would have been a great moment if it was a great moment. I for one, I'm yeah. proud of us, man. Brian and you guys, everyone came up with. Really good ideas. We My fixed stomach the share of this movie. That is, <laughs> that is not something we could have done 130 episodes ago. I got food poisoning just watching this. Yeah, well, not as articulately. This movie and I, w- what we all said, uh, it's it's my opinion, man. There's a lot of ways you could have done a good version of this. There's a lot of good fodder. There's a lot of even uh, notes you could have given to the existing property, and it would have fi- been fine. But it's a mess with some moments where it's like, oh, God, you guys did make Indiana Jones 1, 2, and 3, didn't you? Shit. Fuck, I wish you were like Big G, and then I could be like, oh, they should have just done Spielberg again, but you can't. 
Yeah. It's uh, it's just this it's movie. Not, it's, it's not like they got the wrong team for this. Right. Well, yeah. no, it's I, like it's like what what Trey said about Temple of Doom. It's like, man, I really wish they had gotten the guys who did the first one. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would have been fantastic. Prior to this commentary, I had not had the thought that you know the second one wasn't all it was cracked up to be either. Maybe the fifth one will work. They they've pulled out of that one before and. God bless him. Oh, boy. That's what I thought as soon as I came out of this. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Please. Because after Temple of Doom, you would have thought, oh, it was just a one-hit wonder. And then Last Crusade. So maybe, maybe not. Anyway. Yeah. This movie, uh, it's easier to watch something when you know why it's broken. Uh-huh. You, have less in, you have less interest in watching it because you feel like you've already. But you also, you're able to process up what's left better that way. Where you're like, I see what they could have done better here. As opposed to, why is this so bad? It's. Well, that's what it is, and they that's, did this, and that's cool too. That's so. the f- that's the feeling that makes me rewatch bad movies sometimes. Just why is this so bad? What is broken <laughs> I here? Must understand I why. Must understand. So that it's, I it's may like when never someone's really mad path. at you. Yeah, exactly. It's I, like when someone's really mad at you. It's like, it's not that you're mad at me. It's that I don't know why. Yeah. It's, it's if a, I know why you're mad at me, I don't feel better, but at least I can deal with it. And partly, and 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 again, the the coffee and bagels bit where I'm like, not only is this bad, but they. Th- they clearly thought it was good on some level. What is the f- what is going on here? This is so complicated. In the chat. What would I Elsewhere think gets the last the one from day. the chat. He says, "Force ghosts of all of his villains should be smiling off to the side." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Brian, any four man. <laughs> yeah, it exists. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> it exists. Yeah. Would yeah. you ca- would you characterize it as kind of a bummer? Or I w- a bummer. I would not add the qualifier of kind of. It's a bummer. It's just a bummer. Uh, anything worth taking home from it? Just, I mean, we, as as we talked about in other movies and and we touched on here, it figure out what story you're telling. Like, just tell one story, and I I think that's one of the the banes of of the movie industry as it exists now is this concept of we'll have a mo- we'll have ten or twelve or fifty versions of a of a script that's you know thirty writers. We'll commission thirty writers to to write, and then we'll just and we'll take the best, and that'll be the best, right? Yeah, we'll just take the best scenes from here and this the best pieces from there and stitch them all together. And it's like storytelling doesn't work that way. It'd be like if you, you took pick one story with, with one point to it and you find that through line for that point and you make every scene of that movie well, relate like, to that. It's like if you and went it's, to, it's, well, it, 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 it's, it's, it's simple. It's like simplify things. Yeah. It's not the, the, the quality of something is not how complex and convoluted it can be. It's, it's how simple it can be in, in, in the basic expression of it. And it's, this is, the antithesis of that. What I was going to say is, pick your pick the twelve best Beatles songs. You put those on an album. It's not a cohesive album. It's not a great. It's twelve album. good songs, yeah. sure. And this movie wasn't twelve good songs, but it's not. You you don't get Revolver or Abbey Road or, or sorry, any of those. Pepper's Lonely Hearts right. Club. You you get. Well, that well, I like. I want to hold your hand, and I like that Sergeant Pepper's song too, but. Why did you put those in the same album? Uh, that's what the the one album, is, the Beatles one album. It's all the all of their songs that hit yeah. one. They'd never done a greatest hits album before. Yeah, so it's you know. the Beatles greatest hit, and it's you know, like, oh, that's the greatest hits, but yeah. it's not the White Album, that's for sure. Did you have an analogy? Well, yeah, my my right. the analogy I always go to for for that exact same kind of thing. He does he does music analogies. I do food analogies because I like to eat. <laughs> um, but 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 it's like if you take a bunch of really great dishes and you go what is the best ingredient what's the ingredient that makes all these dishes work salt throw them all together in a pot (laughs) that's not going to be a good dish on its own sir and tell that to kentucky fried chicken yeah and if you and also i watch i mean i I watch a lot of food related shows i I referenced no reservations before i like food um (laughs) and food porn and and food porn but um but one show is is uh uh you know a lot of gordon ramsay stuff 
Kitchen Nightmares, he's always trying to advise people on how to make their restaurants work. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. A lot of them are trying to be impressive by making really complicated food. And he's like, no, you don't have to do that. The way you impress people is you do something simple, you do something clean and enjoyable. If you can make people think you just discovered eggs. Yeah, exactly. That's a big deal. You make things, you make, you've got like three or four ingredients, you make them work together really well, that's going to blow people away. Not throwing 12 ingredients together Mm -hmm. and forcing it down their faces. And it's the same way with, with Right. storytelling it's like the the better stories are the ones that are really simple and straightforward and make essentially make it look easy right <laughs> you know and and that's the one it's so easy to make these really analogies move people you know you take red and blue you get purple yeah you, you take man. all the colors you get fuck you you get this like brown gray shit yeah. yeah if you take all the pieces of furniture you have a brick. <laughs> it's true. My it's true. How do you feel about now? The we're movie? just now we're we really are just being just vapid. The analogies. <laughs> how um, do you feel about the movie? But um, I we talked about it. I mean, it's it's uh, disastrous and. Do you and have, is it easier for you to look at it now, where it's like, okay, I see your problems. I think we saw them the first time, really. Well, like, but, but you can like explain away their problems and see how they could have been better. Sure. On an example for example basis. Yeah, that doesn't help though. That just makes it more upsetting because I'm like, man, I've you know, if we I, over the course of two hours with margaritas could come up with these ideas, exactly, it's a big old bummer. Yeah, considering that they, you know, the the original Raiders story conference, they had a couple of days. They sat around and they just threw spitballed. shit back to spitballed. They yeah. should throw a Mexican off a cliff. Yeah, they, brown, they should brown Arab. What are they? They should do some spitballing like that. But they're so you know they're they're big people. They're so busy now. They can't really get together and do that. They just yeah. occasionally, every every couple of years, George is like, hey, so aliens? And Steve's like, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like so asking, aliens, right? No. no not, it'd be like no. asking a pair of CEOs. It'd be like asking Bill Gates and late Steve Jobs to get together and just make a little entrepreneur company. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you going to, I got, oh, yeah, I, okay, yeah. I have like two hours this week. Uh, uh, we sell popcorn with headphones yeah. no no that's a, that's a, i think that's a great another great analogy is it's it would be like getting steve jobs and and bill gates and you know obviously not steve jobs anymore but you know f- flashback a couple months dude don't date this <laughs> now they'll know that oh it's fine uh, yeah whatever <laughs> it would be like them Spoiler. at the height of their of their wealth gang hey we should go into our garage and make another startup it's yeah. like n- no it just that's it doesn't <laughs> great, work i'll get my people really on can't yeah <laughs> I'll, get, I'll I'll find out if I've got a couple hours at some point in <laughs> yeah. the next six months. And uh, which we'll garage? I'll see if, I'll start we'll my see real if... estate agent looking for a garage. Yeah, and we'll, exactly. So, anyway, Trey, you know it's now that I've seen this movie a second time and and <laughs> haven't heard it yet. I understand that the Ben Vert did audio and there's there's music too. Um, someday I'll maybe see that. But um, it's it. the issue is it's looking at it now. It's it's not that this is a bad movie. It's just not a very good movie, and it's like. If you were, after 25 years, you finally decided to make an Indiana Jones movie, shouldn't yes. shouldn't it have been good? Yeah. Shouldn't it have been, like, better than every other movie that comes out most of the time? Yeah, I mean, that was a perfectly serviceable, mostly kind of dumb comedy action movie of which you set the standard and has been copied a million times, and here you come back. And do one that's just as good as the copies. Yeah. And At best, you know, yeah. and just as bad as the copies. And it's like there really wasn't it really was more like a did somewhere along the line did you decide, well, we really just have to do one before Harrison gets too old or or what? Because it's like, you know, you you still could have just not. You yeah. still had that option of just not doing it. And uh the only the only the only benefit of this uh, movie that, that I can think of is uh 
got got Karen Allen back on screen for a little while. Yeah. We got to see what she's up to. But uh, other than that, there's nothing about this movie where you go, oh, that totally made making this movie worth it. Because it, it just it's like, well, it's you just made yet another movie, and it's not. There's nothing. Oh my God, that was why they waited so long to make this movie. I'm glad you all take Indiana Jones seriously. <laughs> this has been Down in Front. You can find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes to get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Listen to our sister podcast, The Intermission. Downinfront.net slash The Intermission. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. Great community there. We announce the live shows every week. You can find it on Twitter or the forum, but you need to you know know what movie we're doing and when it's happening. It's at downinfront.net slash live, but those places will tell you what. Matt Peter videos are shown with the chapter breaks and I've been Colton Hill Design and website. Also, buy our shit. Uh, buy their shit or give us money for pizza please question mark we're not asking we're just saying but we're saying uh, <laughs> whatever my name is Teague uh, Brian nice to have <laughs> Trey Stokes and Kate call me <laughs> this has been down in front dun da dun dun good night dun da da I want to watch Last Crusade again dun da dun dun can we yeah dun da I dun da trendsinyourhead.com